Seven years old, my mama told me, go make yourself some friends or you'll be lonely. Once I was seven years old. It was a big, big world, but we thought we were bigger. Pushing each other to the limits, we were learning quicker. By eleven, smoking herb and drinking burning liquor. Never rich, so we were out to make that steady figure. Once I was eleven years old, my daddy told me, Go get yourself a wife, or you'll be lonely. Once I was eleven years old. Yeah, I always had that dream, like my daddy before me. So I started writing songs, I started writing stories. Something about that glory just always seemed to bore me. Cause only those I really love will ever really know me. What? I was 20 years old, my story got told before the morning sun when life was so lonely. What? I was 20 years old. See my goals, I don't believe in failure Cause I know the smallest voices, they can make it major I got my boys with me at Lowe's, those in favour And if we don't meet before I leave, I hope I'll see you later Once I was 20 years old, my story got told I was writing about everything I saw before me Once I was 20 years old years old, our songs have been sold, we've travelled around the world and we're still roaming, soon we'll be 30 years old. I'm still learning about life, my woman she brought children for me, so I can sing them all my songs and I can tell them stories. Most of my boys are with me, some are still out seeking glory, and some I had to leave behind my brother, I'm still sorry. One soon I'll be 60 years old, my daddy got 61, remember life and then your life becomes a better one. Soon that you so happy when I wrote the letter once, I hope my children come and visit once or twice a month. Will I have a lot of children who can warm it? Soon I'll be 60 years old Soon I'll be 60 years old Will I think the world is cold? Or will I have a lot of children who can warm it? Seven years old, my mama told me, Go make yourself some friends or you'll be lonely. Once I was seven years old. Once I was seven years old. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. My name's Ian Lee. And once I 
was seven years old. Good evening, this is Ian Lee, Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Um, thinking of retiring from radio presenting and becoming a pop singer. And um, I spent eight minutes rehearsing that today. Um, and I think it was worth the effort. I think it was worth the effort. Thank you very much indeed. Caddick! Hip, 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 Dad! Hip, 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 Cads! I'm kicking some hostility at the handover. I can't hear a word you're saying. It's like there's a sausage in your mouth. I hope it's a sausage. Well, that, I did have that for me tea, actually. Oh! I'm kicking some hostility in my handover. I don't want to talk about the show that's on before me. That is nothing to do with me. No, if, but I listened at the handover and there was some hostility. I don't want to talk about it. And if you persist in talking about it, I'm going to cut you off. Okay, how was your weekend? Oh, that was a quick change, wasn't it? Um, how was my weekend? What, this is Monday today. Oh, oh, it was brilliant. I'll tell you why, Cads. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. If you want to join We're in, really fun. Uh, I'll tell you why. Saturday, it was my eldest son's birthday party. And we went back to 1976, or as it's known, Bracknell Ski Centre. And wow. Yeah, it looks like Serbia. Um, and we didn't go skiing, but all these six and seven-year-olds did um, snow tubing. And what that means is, you go halfway up the ski ramp, and you sit in a tyre, and you come down the ski ramp on a tyre. But there were some wet bums. Oh, well, they were, well, no, because it's not snow. It's not, there's no snow there. Oh. Yeah. Um, and it was brilliant. And the kids were loving it. And then me and my um, son's granddad, we went, I wonder if I wonder if we're allowed to have a go. And we went and spoke to the young lady. And she went, yeah, sure, of course. So we then pushed all the kids out of the way. And me and um, my boy's granddad, my father-in-law, <laughs> went down the ski slope in our tyres, screaming like a couple of old women. It was big, brilliant. Big kids. It, big kids. It was absolutely brilliant. And then here's the rub. Then you go, so you have an hour of that. Yeah. And then you go inside, and there's that's where you have the party, and you get the party food and stuff like that. And so we had the party food, and then there's a little break before the cakes, and we realised we didn't have we didn't have anything arranged. Okay, no clowns. No, no clowns. No, 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 none of that. None of that. Um, but I suddenly took it upon myself to play some games. It's like, right, guys, we're going to play some games. First game we're going to play, and I'm just I'm just riffing here, cads. I'm, it's all coming off the top of my head here, right? Off the cuff. Off the cuff. There's. there's is that your mum? What was that? No. Oh, no, I'm trying to have a Mayfair and the dog was barking from one of the neighbours. Oh, flipping heck. Chuck it some poisoned meat. Well, not to kill anyway. Not to kill it, Alan. Not to kill it. Just give it that steak that burglars give it in movies so that it falls asleep. With chloroform. Yeah. So, that, so I said, right, everybody, okay, there's about 15, 6 and 7 year olds, right? I went, right. We're going to have a quit. And the first game that came to my mind, we're in a room. The first game that came to my mind, right, we're going to play hide and seek. I'm going to count to 20. You've got to hide. You have to stay in this room. You can't leave this room. Ready, steady, go. And then you count. And then you, this, is what, this is what scares the kids. You go, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. And they go, whoa, no, no, stop. You're going too fast. I say, tough. Um, and then uh, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, coming, ready or not. So we're playing hide and seek, right? And it was, you know, I, I could see where they were. Uh, some were hiding under the table, some were hiding behind a plant. And then the squares that worked there came out and said, right, no, nobody's allowed under the table. Health and safety. No one's, no one's allowed. To... 
No one's allowed to hide under a table. What the hell is going to happen? The table's going to struck again. The table's going to collapse on them and kill them. Are you joking? Are they mad? Are they mad? So we stopped playing that, and then we played What's the Time, Mr. Wolf, but I couldn't remember how you play What's the Time, Mr. Wolf. But then, luckily, the birthday cake was ready. It was a Death Star birthday cake. The kids so, came out, the kids ate the Death Star, and then they all went off. So it was a Star Wars theme party? No! Just no, the de- just the cake. yeah. It was a Star well, no. It was a Star Wars themed cake. It was a Death Star cake because my mother in law is an absolute flipping genius when it Ooh. comes to cooking. She's a genius. We might have a birthday cake I had when I was younger. Was it a Death Star? It was a Grand National cake. It was four horses jumping over Beecher's Brook. Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse cake. No, a guy national cake. Hey, I saw a brilliant video today. And yeah. I'm not going to ask the obvious questions, right? Okay. I saw a brilliant video today. I retweeted it. It's, you know, um, you know these energy drinks? You get um, Red Bull and Pussy and Monster, right? Yeah, I've heard of them. And there was no reason for me to list them. I just wanted to say Pussy. Yeah. Well, there's, I retweeted a video that proves conclusively that Monster is a satanic... Drink. It's a satanic energy drink. Shall, shall I explain how it's satanic? We do. So you know the monster logo? It's that kind of green M, but it's not quite an M. It's like monster claws whipping down the can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But each of those... And this is absolutely true, right? Each of those individual... Three lines in it. Monster's claw. It's made up of three lines. Yeah. But each of those um, lines is um, the number six in... Jewish writing, Hebrew writing. So it's six, six, six. So we're going into religion. Y- yeah, mate, we are. It, well, this woman thinks, oh, I just dropped one, and you may have heard that broadcast if you were listening closely on your DRB. So I do apologise. I thought it was going to be silent, but you can't always, you can't always, Alan, you can't uh, always be in control of these things. When you got to let it go, you got to let it go. You've got to let it go. And let people snigger in and, oh, it's funny, oh, oh, oh. Listen, guys. We all fart, even the Queen has a dump. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just accept it. It's natural. It's fact of life. It's, it's facts of life. It's just the fact. Anyway, so the, the three claws, the, they represent 666. Yeah. Also, in the word monster, there is a cross, a crucifix. Now, it's the right way up. But an upside-down crucifix is the sign of Satan. I didn't know that. Yeah. And when you turn the can up to drink... The crucifix becomes upside down, satanic. Oh dear! And there was other stuff. There was an, there was another one uh, on there about it links to being um, Satan. Oh, unleash the the poster slogan is unleash the beast. The beast reminds me of Brock Lesnar. My- that's his wrestling nickname. Oh really? The beast. Alan, I'm going to cut you off now. Thank you. I got a feeling that he wasn't really as um, impressed with those stats as as, as I was. Um, yeah, so monster is a satanic energy drink. Who'd have, who'd have thunk it? I wouldn't have thought that. Well, it turns out it is. Good evening, dear listener. Well, in the the, the first thirteen minutes of the show, you've been moved, you've been nauseated, you've been educated. It's not bad going, is it? It's more than you got in the previous three hours. So. 
You want to take part? Very, very simple. You phone up, you can come on and talk about anything you want. 0344-499-1000. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Everyone just dropped off the phones. What the heck is wrong with these people? Someone who didn't is someone who's got perseverance. It's Dana. Hip, hip, hip. Whoa, you, what was going on there? <laughs> you having a little drinky drinks, weren't you? I was, I was thinking. But no, because the phone was silent. No. Like, the phone was silent. Keeping you on I your was... toes, love. Keeping you yeah, on I your had... toes. I, so I was having a drink. <laughs> Me and Kath today <laughs> yeah. went to see a really boring film. Mm-hmm. Really bo- It was boring. I'm going to say it. It was one word. The word I would use to describe it is slow. We went oh, yeah. to the um, British Film Institute. Oh, the BFI. Oh, posh. Uh, yeah, and we, because they, uh, uh, they were, they were showing, we thought, oh, let's go and see a film. And they were showing an old 1952 mm. George Cole. Is it George Cole? Is that his name? Mind The Minder. The Minder guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a film from 1952. It was yeah. only, it was, there was one bit that was racist where he pretended to be a Chinaman. He didn't, okay. he didn't use his fingers, but he squinted. <laughs> Uh, uh, yes, as we had. Well, that, that, that was then, wasn't it? Yes. Well, what was the... Well, the film was called Top Secret. Not the uh, excellent movie starring Val Kilmer. It, and no, it was, I... it was about, uh, he, he goes, it, it was a, it was like clockwise, but in the 50s. He goes to Russia, they think he's a scientist, he's not even, he, he, what was funny is they kept saying the word bullcock. <laughs> he'd, he'd invented a new bullcock. <laughs> which is, which is, it is a funny word. It is a, Funny, funny words. So they uh, they said um, they said ballcock a lot. Um, <laughs> it's making me laugh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there was my one of my favourite favourite actors in it, but I'd only remember. Hang on, I can't even remember his name. I only remembered Wilfred Hyde White. Oh, I know the name. Wilfred Hyde White. He's you don't get actors with names like that anymore. No, you don't. And he is a he is. One of my favourite, favourite actors, because he's, he's very... You, you, know, you, you may not know the name, dear listener, all right? But you'll know... If you've ever watched old black and white English movies, you'll have seen him. He's in all of them. And he plays a sort of doddery... I mean, he was only 50 when that film was made. I'm looking at his stats. But he plays this doddery old man who always goes... Yes, yes, it'll be fine. He always, that's, it's always, yes, yes, it'll be fine. Uh, and he was in it. So it was worth it for Wilfred Hyde White, who is an absolute... And, of course, Irene Handel. Oh, another, another classic and another great acting name. Absolute you know? legend. I, I just put IMDb up, actually, and I see George Cole's character was called George. He was called George, yes. He was, he was called George. <laughs> But, um, a bit of a stretch of imagination. There, here's the but... thing, Dana. I'm, I'm really looking now because um, um, soon I'll be sixty. My daddy got sixty-one, and I'm looking at a career change because right. I can't do this forever. I don't want to do this forever. This isn't this isn't any this isn't any life. Um, and so I'm looking at. The, I've got two options at the moment: pop singer, mm-hmm. um, or working at the BFI. And my job, the job that I would like at the BFI is going through their archives and finding old films that I would like to see and then putting them on so that other people can see them and I get up and talk about them before. 
that is that would be the best job, wouldn't it? Wouldn't Out it? Of the two, you know, but the pop singer's good, and and I thought your rendition was good. I have to say, I. That was eight minutes of rehearsal that you did. Yep, was it eight yep. minutes of rehearsal you said? Well, I was, singing, I was singing that song a lot today, and it turns out I, got, I was getting a lot of the words significantly wrong. So I, I thought I ought to put in... Uh, I rehearsed it twice. Well, um, it, was, it, were, it went, went down really well, and I, I, that's the beginning of the podcast. I didn't, hit, I didn't hit all of the high notes, and I, I did hit the high notes in rehearsal. Yeah, but do they? But do the singers? Singers don't. They auto-tune it, don't no, they? I, the hit those, I hit those notes in the rehearsal. Know, what we could do, you could do a second take and get it to twiddle his knobs. I might. And, you know, maybe you, you get the notes. But it is perfect. But the BFI job, I think, yep. would, be, would be wonderful. Yeah. Um, can I just ask, for the film you went to see, was, is there a season of George Gold? No, it's just they show, they show they crappy old films, apparently, every night. Because I do like the BFI, and I go next, there occasionally, and I just wonder... Next Monday, next Monday, there. it's the king of comedy. Jerry Lewis... Oh. Robert oh, yeah. De Niro, Martin Scorsese, one of the greatest, greatest films ever that, made. Absolutely. Are you going? Are you going? Oh, mate, I've got tickets. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I love that movie. Rupert Pupkin, I love that movie. Oh. Robert De Niro, um, I mean, he does rubbish films now, but um, my two favourite Robert De Niro films, are two of his less well-known ones, M- uh, um, uh, King of Comedy, yeah, and the excellent I love this film, Midnight Run. Have you seen that? I have. Where he's a bounty hunter. Yes. And it's one of those films, it's really sweary, um, but it will quite often get shown at 5.45 on a Saturday evening in the late 80s, early 90s. So it would all be mother fluffer and, and, and stuff like that. They would change the words. That's it. They, they badly dub, uh, you know, yeah. add, add change bits, don't they? Yeah. And I love Midnight Run. There's one bit where the guy... Um, um, James Brodin says, I can't get on a plane. I've got whatever phobia it is that means I can't fly. And De Niro just says, you're going to have fistophobia in a minute. <laughs> it's such a great line, <laughs> fistophobia. Oh, I love it. It's such a good movie. Such a good movie. I'm just, look, again, I'm looking him up and oh. his career, you know, when you look at all those great films he did, and, and I'm, I'm not, not having put him, you know, he's still, still busy, you know, look at him that he's got what? Films in no, knock him, knock him, knock him, because everything he's done in the last twenty years has been rubbish. But what's happened? Where did it? Where did it go wrong? So can I just say, guys, let's just be careful slagging off Robert De Niro movies, because the last time I slagged off something on this show was when I said Citizen Khan wasn't very good, and someone then messaged the bloke who's Citizen Khan and said, here, mate, I wonder what you thought of this, and then posted a link to the show and said, but I liked it. Thanks a lot! It's dangerous. It's so just, just, you know, guys, let's be careful, but let's be careful expressing an opinion, because some grass on Twitter's gonna go and tell Robert De Niro that I think the last few films he's done have been pony! Why would, you do, why would you do that? It's why would you do that? It's mean to me, right? But I, I, I stand by the opinion. But also, why would you go and tell someone, hey, someone said that you were crap? What? So, what? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? That's exactly what I, I'm listening to a Scroobius Pip um, podcast today, and he was talking about that exact same thing. Um, some guy, he, he oh, I'm trying to think now, what it was. Scroobius was was talking about something, and some guy they came on and had a go on Twitter. And, 
Scroobius then sort of, you know, went back and retweeted him and took out the mention of the other person. And, oh, they just had a chat. But this is it. It's so dangerous. But, no, I don't want Mr. Nero turning up in Essex no. knocking on my door. I really don't need... So I'm not Robert De Niro's waiting, talking Italian, talking Italian. Was he, in, was he in the video for that song? Or was it just like an a, a De Niro I, I lookalike? Think, yeah, I think it was lookalikes, wasn't it? And what, didn't they have bits of video? Robert De Niro's waiting, talking it. That was the best bit. Talking it. Ita- Italian! That bit, isn't it? Pop star, you Ta- really could. I can I- see it now. Hang on a Christmas minute. top of the pop. Hang on, Dan. Talking I- Ita- Italian! Let's find that bit of the song. Hang on a minute. Talking I- Ita- Italian! Banana Rama. Robert. There we go. Look, it comes up. It does it. They were good in the day, weren't they? Oh, yeah, brilliant band. Absolutely brilliant band. Here we go. I'm going to skip because that's going to be near the end. That's the kind of vocal you yeah, put near the end. Here we go. Here we go. Exactly where to go to find it. Well, I'm dancing in the kitchen with the spoon off ice. Can we get I'm Banana and Catherine? I know you've let me down really, really badly recently with guests. No, it's not just one guest; it's two guests. Really let me down. We tried to get a guest last week, Dana, the Asparamancer. She oh. reads fortunes oh, with. Just read the, the, yeah, I remember you saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, yeah. she, she, she reads the fortunes with uh, yes. the Sparrow guy. Um, so I asked Catherine to get her, right? And then uh, Kat said, "I can't get her." And then I was listening to Howard Hughes last night, and he had the Asparamancer on. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no. let's let's get Banana Armor on the show because I think they're absolutely oh, fab. That that would be genius, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? I, I will be I, I would be beating Caddick to get to. Sorry, the you'd be doing what? You don't have to. You don't have to do that, Dana. Don't debase oh. yourself. You're better than that. <laughs> You're better than that, Dana. Oh. I'm going to cut you off now. Okay, bye. there we go. Um, <laughs> stop, who is this, it, Martin, stop sending, every, at the beginning of every show, Martin goes to talkradio.co.uk and sends me an email about government cover-ups in UFOs. Martin, hello Ian, have you got any views concerning this cover-up by Western governments over the recent spate of sightings of UFOs in the USA and UK in the last few weeks? It's alleged the Mexican military have captured a, a UFO. Stop emailing me, you put in. Phone me up. Ray! Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 Ray. Oh, that, that was a quality opening to the show tonight. They, uh, I'm a quality opener. Yes, um, I wonder if that's going to be your next release out now on Lowhorn Low Records. Who, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, Luke, Lucas Lee. Anyway, you yeah, are you, are you, I'm going to do a Robert De Niro impression. Go on. Hang on a minute, I've got the face. Warrior. I've got the face. Uh, are you... What the... What are you... What are you... Oh, no, that's Alpha... No, that's the Godfather. <laughs> what are you... Do- I can't do it. What have you got for us, Ray? Come on. Um, again, on the subject of uh, Robert De Niro's waiting, yes. um, though he didn't feature in the video, they did meet him afterwards, and he turns up looking like Benny from Crossroads. Oh! Benny from Crossroads, of course, the British Michael Nesmith. 
Yeah. Yeah. Did he really? Yeah. Well, good for... Pop stars meeting um, famous people who don't know who those pop stars are. Um, the Spice Girls meeting Nelson Mandela. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's oh. a great phone-in, guys. Here's your phone-in for tonight. Pop stars meeting f- famous people who don't know who the pop stars are. 0344 Let's tweet that from the official talk radio Twitter feed, because I think this one's really, uh, really going to take off, guys. Let's put that on right. the illuminated poster where we can type in a question, guys, because this one's going to take off. Tell him to stop updating radio his gold. Facebook sta- status and do some work. Yes, Ray. Come on, Ray. Get uh, to the point. Come on, Ray. Sorry, um, it was great hearing you on Weddings Make You Laugh Out Loud, and it just made me wonder if um, anything uh, way towards happens uh, at your wedding. N- uh, yeah, I got married. Boom, boom. No, nothing. <laughs> no dropping anything or no, no, you know, disastrous no. guests. Oh, I, got, I, I had an argument with an aunt, but no, no, no. You know, the, the, the Weddings Make You Laugh Out Loud, there was, a really, what was, there was a really funny clip in that that really made me laugh a lot, and we had to stop, we had to stop, film, we had to stop recording because there was one clip. It wasn't a little Australian boy, was it? No, I need a poo. No, it wasn't that. <laughs> um, it wasn't that. It was a, there's this couple getting married, and just as the, the the priest was reading out the vows, the little boy came up and said, Mommy, I need a poo. No, it wasn't that. There was one clip that had me in absolute hysterics. I, it doesn't matter. I had a great time. I had a great time. That's really good. Every, I, was, I'm, I was there, and I'm told I had a good time. Yeah, because I remember you saying uh, when you uh, had your first dance to God Only Knows. God, you're your, weird. Um, your mother-in-law... I'm- wasn't uh, all that pleased about How it. How do you remember all this? St- I don't think I've ever said this stuff in public at all, Ray, you weirdo. Hey, I'm, That's I'm, stalking. I'm listener. That's stalking. That is actual stalking, Ray, and I'm going to report okay. you to oh, Ofcom. I'm going to report you to Ofcom and the police. Okay, thanks a lot. Bye. Bye-bye. Not really going to report him to Ofcom. I will report him to the police, though. 03444991000, Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Let us go to Philip in South Norwood. Good evening, Philip. Good evening, Ian. A couple of quick things. Um, I thought you might be interested in what I did today. Um, what gave well, yeah, you... I think what you gave be. you... What... Philip, I think you'd be interested Philip, in this. what gave you that idea? Well, I, t- I went and saw a pilot being made. Oh. For a TV programme. Oh. I went down to... Um, Paradise City, where the grass is green <laughs> and the girls are pretty. No, it was up in Tottenham Court Road. Oh. It was that was RADA, you know, the, you know, where they train the actors and actors. Oh, I auditioned for RADA, and they, oh, um, they said I was too young. They oh. said I was too young. I was only 17. Oh. They said I was too young. Oh. Anyway, I went to see this show recorded. Yes, sir. And it was called Buy It Now. And what it is, it's a variation on the Dragon's Den thing, you see. We were, as we came in... Still waiting to find out what makes you think I'd be interested in this. Well, I think it's fun. It, it was, it's fun. It was an, I think it's... It, it, I'm told it's been, been uh, put to Channel 4. And if they put it on, I think it would be, you know, it's a bit of fun. A little bit of fun. But what it is, yes. as we walked in, they yeah. gave us this pad. Oh. Right, and we had When you to, say pilot, right, it was, pilot, was, it, was yeah. it actually being filmed with three cameras? Uh, yes. Okay. Three, three cameras. At RADA. At RADA Studios. RADA Studios. And it was made, I'm told, by the people who do Gogglebox. Okay, the Gogglebox yeah. posse, yes. Yeah, so what it was, as I say, they had five people came on with ideas for products, you see. Oh, yeah, like, and, um, penis enlargers? Like Dragon's Den, 
you know, really like that. Well, Dragon's Den, you can't go on with the idea of Dragon's Den, because that's already been done. Oh, well, this is a variation So I would, I would go on with, um, um, well, they've done penis enlargers. How about a ball stretcher? Well, <laughs> I must admit, there were some saucy moments in it. Beautiful. They had three people there, and they were from J... Uh, JML, you know the people you go into a shop and you see their products. They no. they buy things, you know. What? JML, have you heard that they make you go no. and um, you see them on TV advertising, you know, mats that don't get wet and things like that. Okay, all right, yeah. yes. Still wondering why you think I'd be interested in this, Philip, but continue, Avu yeah, Sivu Play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, they had the people and we had to say whether we would want to buy the products or not. Oh, yeah. And it was hosted by Richard Osmond. And Hang on. Wa- oh! Yes. Who's Richard Osmond? I think he's pointless, isn't he? Is he the pointless man? Pointless guy. Okay, right. And and okay, he's got very way. big hands. Uh, I don't know. He, I it, think it, he's got giantitis. To me, I thought it was Lurch from the Adams. Oh, that, Philip, that, you're, that's beneath no, you. No, 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 that's no, beneath no, you, no, Philip. No, no, that's no, beneath no, you. No, no, anyway, yeah, that's beneath I, you. No, I mean, I was trying to, you know, think that's beneath you, Philip. I you're better than that. Apologise. Anyway, mocking the disabled. If the show, if the show <laughs> goes on the TV, I think it will be an entertaining. I don't know. If it's going to be thirty minutes, forty minutes, or what it is. But I would advise people it, it, if it does turn up on television, buy it now. It's called right now. The second thing you mentioned, I. Handle. If we finish that bit, yes. Uh, uh, Irene Handle. I don't. The thing is, Philip. Yes. Um. Okay, we can do that as a phone. In best pilot you've been to, it, well, it might be quite dull if the last three minutes are anything to go by. But oh, I, I went to see a pilot being filmed when I oh, was yes. I was ten, and my dad was floor managing it for oh, some yeah, reason. What was that? It was called Sticky Wicket. Oh yes. And. I don't know who was hosting it. It was two teams, and it was a quiz. Yeah. And I, but I do know that the late, great Sir Willie Rushton uh-huh. was part of it. How, um, how long ago? Oh, um, well, um... 20, 30, 30, 32 channel? years ago. Oh, BBC. BBC, but it never got shown. It never got shown. No, let's not do that as a phone-in. It's dull. I think that oh, your, your contribution and my contribution have proven that that's a dull phone-in. I really handle. Yes, sir! Right, Irene Handel, um, I don't know if you've ever heard them, but she did some wonderful contributions with Peter Sellers on his LPs. She did two that are really, oh, they're amazing. On the Songs for Swinging Sellers Sellers, album, there are two tracks, Uh Shadows on the Grass, which is a, oh, Ian, it's it's a superb, uh, between the two of them, they play two people sitting in a park on a park bench. It is. It's classic. It really is. And the other one she does on the album is called The Critics, which is based on a very, very hang on, old... Hang on, rate. hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Before I let this phone call continue, we're going to play a bit of that and see if it's good. If it's rubbish, Philip, I'm going to oh, cut you off, OK? Oh, I don't. There yeah. we go. Here we go. I've been watching you. I say I've been watching you feeding the birds. Yes. I think you're marvellous. Aren't they sweet? Yes, sir. I don't know how anyone can be cruel to dumb animals, do you? I think it's worse than murder because they can't speak. Excuse somewhat crude attire, won't you? <laughs> I was catching up with my son, bathing, hasn't it been? Bye, Philip. Oh, dear. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to um you know if you want to um you know if you want to um 
you know, if you want to. Geeky girl. Hey, hip, hip, hip. Hey, hip, hip, hip. Oh, my God, I'm following picture Phil. Yeah, well, well listen, li- life is hard on the boulevard. I've decided... <laughs> Um, I am, I've been too, I've been too free and easy with you guys, and I've mm-hmm. let you guys get away with moida. Well, you have. And I'm now ruling the roost. In my last, you know, the, the, this is the end of my radio career, because I'm going to become a pop singer or an archivist at the BFI. Mm-hmm. Um, very soon. Um, but, but in the dying embers of this show, I am going to rule you losers with an iron fist. And if your contributions aren't up to snuff, um, I will cut you off. Have you ever tried snuff? No. It's a bit old school, isn't it? Yeah, I remember there was a, um, a fashion for it for about two weeks when we were about 16 years old at school and everyone had a bit of snuff. Oh, and you, really? buy, you buy it in a tobacconist's and it's just like a little bit of powder and you put it in the, you know, when you, you put your hand on its side so the thumb is up and there's like a little gap, mm. a little pocket between the thumb and Peter Pointer. You put it in Ooh. there and then. Oh, what was it like? It was, um, it was tickly, but it's tobacco. <laughs> I think it's tobacco, isn't it? I think snuff is ground up tobacco. So, you know, it's, it's nasally cancerous. Gosh. Great name for a band, by the way, guys. Nasally cancerous. But so it's terrible for you, but, um, it, it gave you a little, you know, it gave you a little jolt and, um, Ooh. you'd, uh, you'd think that you were a bit, I don't know, a bit high or something. I don't know. It just cleanses, cleanses the nasal cavities, but also is cancerous. Well, it might have been the sort of strong, expensive coffee of its day. I tried a coffee today that I regret paying £3.25 for, although Catherine paid Ooh. for it. You go, okay, cause so. you go in there and they do like special coffees, right? And the Costas yeah. and the Nero's and stuff. And this was a smoothie. Now, I like a smoothie. It was oats. Nice. Banana. Mm-hmm. Nice. Ooh. Coffee. Huh? <laughs> so I thought I'd try it. Okay. And it was a bit, mm, oh. a little bit, mm, dear, no, no thanks. But you've got to try these things. If you don't try these things, Geeky Girl, you might as well be dead. You're right. It is good to try stuff. It's good to try but, stuff. But, like, if you get home and think about it, would you mix porridge with bananas? Yes. Yes, yes, would I would. Would you add coffee? Would you add coffee? No. No, no, no. So, it's a shame it didn't work, but worth a try. Yeah. Um, I've, I've just said, you know, I asked, um... You know, I asked Catherine to uh, mm. get Banana Armor on the show, Geeky Girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what she's done? Go on. Hang on a minute. Has she got another group? No, no. Oh, oh. How do you, this is, this is, you know, how do you think she's done it? Has she got secret girly connections? No, no. She's done it like a 17-year-old. Oh. Work experience. She sent them a tweet. Oh! Okay. Have they replied? Of course not. They're banana rama. They're pop stars. They ain't gonna reply. Anyway, she goes, so yeah, I think that that's. What's wrong? I've also emailed their agent. Okay. Right. Okay. That's fine, mate. It's just like, you know, it's everything that happens is that acceptable? in the Everything that happens in the studio is banter. It's just a little bit of bants. Don't take it so seriously. 
Fantastic. Terrible way to try and get a game. Oh. It's embarrassing. Saying that, though, I did um, tweet Chuck Norris. Like, in here. I know. I've got um, I've got glandular problems. <laughs> um, I did tweet Chuck Norris last night. I because yeah. <laughs> I started watching Invasion USA. There's a movie. There's a great movie, Invasion USA. It makes no logical... Oh, Geeky Girl, stay there. And uh, when we come back, we find out what you want to say. But I've got yeah. to tell you as well, that's tonight's phone-in. Bad parenting. When have you done really, really bad parenting that has probably screwed your kids up? Because I did some at the weekend. 0344 499 1000. Late night conversation worth losing sleep over. Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. So, 0344 499 Um, pop stars meeting famous people who don't know who the pop stars are. Um, we, we, we're ditching the topic on what pilot programs have you seen being made because it was quite dull. And, uh, when have you done bad parenting? Um, that's probably messed up your kids for life. Get this geeky girl, right? So my boys, yeah. one of them was seven on Friday, and the other one's going to be five uh, this coming Saturday. So they're still babies, okay? They're still babies. Mm-hmm. And a few months ago, we watched a Jackie Chan movie together. Now, they've seen clips of Jackie Chan. They like the stunts. Um, but we watched a Jackie Chan film, and it was a Jackie Chan film for kids, right? It's called The Spy Next Door, and there's a nice little wow. bit of karate in it and some stunts. But it's a comedy for kids. Jackie Chan, um, right. uh, he lives next door to this family, uh, well, this this woman and her kids. Uh, but it turns out he's a wicked spy, and the kids help him do his spy stuff, and, and then he marries the mum and stuff. So it's, it's a bit of fun, right? Sure, it's actually, yeah. it's actually it's quite a good film. I thought it would be terrible. I like a bit of Jackie Chan. Yeah. And so the kids have been saying for ages, Daddy, when can we... When can we watch another Jackie Chan film? Now, you've got to be careful with Jackie Chan, because it's a bit violent. Mm. So, uh, Saturday, it was the boys' birthday party, and we were staying up late. And I went, do you know what? Should we watch a Jackie Chan film this evening? And they went, oh, yeah, that'd lovely. be great. So I Googled. It's funny, you can Google anything these days. I Googled Jackie Chan films that are okay to watch with the kids. <laughs> and a list came up. Um, and the one I really wanted to watch, Operation Condor, couldn't find it anywhere. So I went for the second one on the list. I went for a Jackie Chan film, 1995, Rumble in the Bronx. It's the movie that broke Jackie Chan in the States. It's still a Chinese movie, I think, but it's, it's filmed in English. It's supposed to be set in the Bronx, although you can see mountains in the background. Oh. Um, and it's the, it's the film that broke him in the States, okay? He tried before a couple of times and failed miserably, and that was the one that carried him over to, you know, the Shanghai Nights and... um great oh, the Rush Hour and all that, right? Now, yeah. I hadn't seen that film since it came out. I used to have it on VHS. I hadn't seen it for about 20 years, okay? It was a classic, and we watched it. And I remember it as being re- a very, very funny Jackie Chan film. Very comedy-heavy. Good. Turns out I'd misremembered it quite spectacularly. <laughs> oh dear. My first um concern was the first F bomb. Oh. My next concern was the S bomb. No. My third concern was a very harrowing scene where Jackie gets attacked by a gang of thugs in uh, at night. He does his, he has a wicked fight. He does very well. Mm-hmm. But then he ends up in a, in a blind alley. Is that oh. a phrase? Is blind alley a phrase? He ends up in a, in, down the avenues and alleyways. He ends up at the end of an alley. 
Someone pulls out a gun. I'm thinking, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember any of this. And the guy says, put the gun down. This guy looks like Steve Gutenberg. He says, put the gun down. That's not how we do things here. I'm thinking, phew, saved. But then they all pick up bottles. And they <laughs> all start chucking bottles at him. And he dodges the first few. And then he ends up in the floor oh. in a bloody mess. Oh, God. With his um, three... Uh, with his whole body cut to shreds. Oh, Almost God. dead. Almost oh, dead, right? Blimey. Um, and then it goes downhill from there. It's a very bleak, very dark movie. More Fs, more Ss, a few Bs. And, At what and point did you hit stop? I, would, I didn't. <laughs> I let him sit through. Well, the youngest fell asleep, so he was out of the equation. Right, so he was out of the equation. Um, and, um, but the elder, I kept saying, are you all right with this film? And he said, yeah, it's a bit scary. I said, do you want me to stop it? He's going, no, 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 no. It's going, okay. I, and I, I made the wrong call, Geeky Girl. I should have stopped it, and I didn't stop it. And oh, yeah. I've pr- he didn't have any, I was, he didn't have any nightmares that night. But it certainly wasn't the hilarious laugh riot that I was expecting it to be. No, but do you know what? That's probably going to be what the generic phrase is, uh, character building, isn't it? Yes, yes, yes. Character because building by doing a Jackie Chan. Yep, yep, yep. Growing up in the 70s and 80s, yep. most of us were kind of exposed to stuff like that by mistake. Yeah, yeah. Um, we yep. turned out all right, didn't we? We turned out all right. Yes, just about. But I did feel Definitely. bad. I did feel bad for my little baby. Yeah. I was thinking, oh, he's a baby, and I'm watch. Um, he's watching a grown-ups film. But yeah. but it wasn't deliberate on your part. You googled it I for God's sake. I could have stopped it. <laughs> I could have stopped it. But I was quite enjoying the story. You thought that it was probably going to get a bit tamer, didn't you? Yes. Anyway, what have you called in for? Oh well, one thing was I was thinking, have you ever had? Um, oh God, Adam West on as a guest? No, he ref- he um, ignored my um, repeated. Um, oh. He, he ignored my repeated requests to come on. Oh, when did you last try him? Why? Well, I don't think... Well, about three months ago. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Why? I just suddenly thought he'd be an amazing guest. He's he would be an amazing guest. He'd be brilliant, but he didn't want to come on, miserable git. No, hey, okay. I'd say we've got, we've got an American comedian coming on tonight, a guy called Scott Rogowski, right? Oh, wow. Uh, he's brilliant. He does these videos um, where he sits on trains reading really inappropriate books like um uh slut shaming your baby and how to pick up asian girls on the train um and the videos are really really funny and he's coming he's coming on later on this evening that's gonna be good i saw you tweeted about a a picture of him with a book yeah he's good that's gonna be good did we get to the point your point you just want to say get batman on well, yeah, kind of, but okay. I mean, not if you tried him, you know. Right, I'm going to cut you off now. Oh, what then? Yeah. Being strict, being strict. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. That was a schoolboy error to cut her off though, because we have no other calls lined up. And I, I'll be honest, the first forty nine minutes of the show was was quite a powerhouse, quite a powerhouse. Um, and now I'm absolutely exhausted. So, um, hey, there's, um, this isn't a particularly interesting story, but there's something about it that got me. They, of course, you know, Trump's inauguration is on like, I don't know, whenever, this week, something. Of course, they're rehearsing it. 
And of course, they've got stand-ins pretending to be Trump and Melania. And it's a brilliant picture. Practice makes perfect. Stand-ins for Donald and Melania Trump. Listen to the national anthem. An inset, Mr. Trump, so faux Trump, gives a thumbs up. So they've got this fella rehearsing it. Find this guy, Catherine. Hand on heart, it'll be the real thing on Friday. But yesterday, the army... Oh, it's the army. But yesterday, the army stood in for Donald and Melania Trump at a rehearsal for the inauguration in Washington, D.C. In the president-elect's place was army band singer... What? They've got people in the army singing, playing the drums and trumpets. The hell? In the president-elect's place was army band singer Greg Lowry, 45, who bought a red tie for the occasion. Well, how, how do they know he bought it for the occasion? How do they... Uh, what's to say he didn't already own a red tie? With Sarah Corrie, who stood in for Melania Trump, he walked down the steps of the East Front at the US Capitol and stopped to hear the national anthem. Now, this is weird. Of course they have to rehearse this. Of course they do. It never occurred to me that they would have fake people standing in for them. I don't know what I was thinking. Everything is rehearsed. Weddings are rehearsed. Plays are rehearsed. Movies are rehearsed. Everything is rehearsed, right? And this is nothing but a big piece of theatre. So of course they're going to have stand-ins. What a cool job. Tell you what's not a cool job, being a stand-in for the movies. They get, uh, they get people who are the same height and build as the actors... And while they're setting up the lights, they get these people to stand in. Now, that can take, well, I don't know, three or four hours. Imagine having to stand there for four hours while a load of men with their ass cracks on display are fixing lights. You have to stand there. You can't sit down unless it's a sit down, city down Isini. Then, you, then, of course, you have to. But you have to stand there for four hours... While they're fixing the light. And people will say, well, if this goes well, um, we might use you in an upcoming project. No, you won't. I've told you the most humiliating thing I ever had to do. This is humiliation, and I should have walked out. But I needed the 200 quid. Um, was me and me and some young comedians. So I was the oldest one there, and there were some young comedians who, you know, I was past it, and they hadn't happened yet. And um, one of bit, one of them may have been that um, gentleman who's on Absolute Radio with the teeth. You follow him on Twitter. May have been him. Very nice guy. I can't think of his name. Um, we would, we got a job as stand-ins on the um, James Corden-hosted Sky Comedy Sports Show. They think, no, not they think it's all over. What's it called, that Sky? The Sky panel show he does. A league of their own. And we were told, you're going to be stand-ins for a day of rehearsal. And if you're funny, then you'll get picked up for, you'll get used in the series. 
Okay, fine. And it's a hundred. It's a hundred and fifty quid. Right. All right, fine. Yeah, beautiful. Rob Beckett. That was. I think Rob Beckett may have been one of them. So we went there, and we sat around for a few hours while they set the lights. And then we got called on. The thing, and the whole thing was overrunning, and we got called on, and we all sat in our places. You know. Your career's on a downward spiral when you're wearing a name badge for somebody else. Right, when you are pretending to be a John Bishop or whoever it may be, right? And so we started playing the game. And we've all come up with funny answers, because this is an audition for us to get on the show. You know, I'd, I'd kind of done all this stuff before, so I was, you know, but there was young... We were all there doing, trying to get on the show. So we're bringing out our funniest lines. And halfway through the first round, you could hear the floor manager. That's the person who bosses people around in the studio. They get directions from the director or the producer, and then they tell people what to do. You could hear him get... Just stop there, guys. Stop there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Guys... Um, we just want the top and tail of the answers. Um, so just give us the first line and the last line so we can move on. This is just for the camera shots. I mean, sorry, what? Just instead of giving us the full answers, guys, if you can just give us the first line and the last line, it's just for the camera shots. And we went, sorry, we, we were told that, um, if we were funny, we might get a bit on the show. So we're doing funny stuff. You could, they, they realized then that, that there had been a mighty cock up. And he went, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's, no, that is still happening, but we haven't got time for that. Trust us, guys, we will use you. Of course, we never got a callback for the series. You absolute asses that produce a league of their own for Sky. You absolute lying charlatan asses. Still, it was a hundred quid. Can't argue with those stats. hundred quid for sitting there thinking to myself, my life is over. My career is over. Don't they know who I used to be? Don't they? Awful. Um, later, they, the couple walked the parade route along Pennsylvania Avenue. Some 250,000 tickets have been allotted for Friday's event, and there'll be space for another 500,000 people to stand. That's 750,000 people. Right? In a country where guns are legal, and most people are nuts. Come on. You telling me that ain't going to be worth watching? Come on. Of course, I wouldn't wish anything bad to happen, but there's 750,000 people going to be there? Guys. I mean, really? Um... Oh, the uh, Melania Trump is going to have a glam room, especially for her hair, makeup and wardrobe in the White House. Oh, that's nice. A glam room. That'll be wonderful. Craig, I'll come to you after the news. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give me a call. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Don't forget, guys, we call you back. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Hi there, nice to be with you. Happy you could stick around. Like to introduce Legs Larry Smith, drums. And Sam Spoon's rhythm pole. And Vern Dudley Bohay, no, bass guitar. 
and Neilina's piano. Come in, Rodney Slater on her saxophone. With Roger Ruskin Spear on tenor sax. Hi, Vivian Stanchel, trumpet. Big hello to Big John Wayne, xylophone. And Robert Morley, guitar. Billy Butlin, spoons. And looking very relaxed, Adolf Hitler on vibes. Nice. Princess Anne on sousaphone. Introducing Liberace clarinet. With Donna Ted Armstrong on vocals. Lord Snooty and his pals tap dancing. In the groove with Harold Wilson violin. And Franklin McCormack on harmonica. Over there, Eric Clapton, ukulele. Hi, Eric. On my left, Sir Kenneth Park, bass sax. Great honor, sir. Especially flown in for us, a Sessions Gorilla on Vox Humana. Nice to see Incredible Shrinking Man on Euphonium. Drop out with Peter Scott on Duck Call. Hearing from you later, Casanova on Horn. Yeah, digging General De Gaulle on accordion. Really wild, General. Thank you, sir. Roy Rogers on trigger. Tune in Wild Man of Borneo on bongos. Can't face the orchestra on triangle. Thank you. Great to hear the Rawlinsons on trombone. Back from his recent operation, Dan Drop, hot. And representing the flower people, Quasimodo on bells. Wonderful to hear Brainiac on banjo. We welcome Baldunican as himself. Very appealing, Max Jaffer. Mmm, that's nice, Max. What a team, Zebra Kid and Horace Bachelor on percussion. And a great favorite and a wonderful performer, all of us here, J. Arthur Rank on Gone. So, we are asking for um, famous people, pop stars, meeting famous people who have no idea who the pop star is. You're not disappointing. So far, on Twitter, I've been tweeted um, pictures of um, Jedward meeting Obama. And J-Lo meeting the Queen. <laughs> uh, did I retweet the Jedward one? There was another one as well. Yes, I did. Okay. That's, a, that's just a little bit of fun for the guys on Twitter. Uh, yeah, it's just a little bit of fun. No, nothing too serious. It's just a little bit of light-hearted, light-hearted Twitter bands. That's all it is. It's just a little bit of fun for the guys on Twitter. Okay? That's all it is. I'll, I'll relay it to you, dear listener, but... It's just a bit of fun for the guys on Twitter. There's nothing too heavy. It's just a little bit of fun. Tracy! Ian, hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 Tracy. How are you? I think a, a rat has crawled up my backside and died. Ugh. What have yeah. you been eating? Well, um, uh, well it smells like I've been eating faeces. It really... Sorry. I don't know. I don't know. 
Trace, I'm sorry to be so base. I'm sorry to be so base, but I just think it's the last great taboo is blowing off, and we don't. If we discussed it more, couldn't discuss it anymore in our house because the boys talk about it all the flipping time. But if we discussed it more, then it it takes away um, it it takes away the shame around the act of dropping one's guts. Um, and there is nothing to be ashamed of, Tracy. It's a bodily function. I shouldn't have asked how you was, really, should I? I, I bet, the, I bet the, the Queen is um, partial to doing a Dutch oven. I bet. I bet she is. I bet that's what she was doing at three o'clock in the morning. When exactly. Not, now she's fine again. Her. Yeah, exactly. Now she's fine again. She say, quick, good, good fast. Yes, exactly. Good for, good for you, Your Majesty. Long may she um, continue trumping away. And no, I want another ten years out of you, Your Madge. Yeah. Tracy, you've not called in to talk about the Queen blowing off. Um, what have you called in for? Um, oh. Your Scottish friend, Janie. Who's Scottish friend? Yours. Have I got one? Yeah, Janie, um, oh, what's her last name? She does a podcast with the daughter. Oh, Janie! So I thought you were saying Jamie, Janie Godley. Yeah, Janie, Janie, Janie. Yeah. Yes, sorry, I, I thought I you were saying Janie. Your sh- I've heard you on your show a couple of times. I thought, I'll download the podcast and give it a go. Yeah. Is it filthy? Oh, my God. Filthy? I've been in hysterics listening to it. Oh, thank goodness for that. Imagine if you'd phone up to be say it was rubbish. Is it good? No. Really, really good. She is. Um, she does it with her I daughter. Ordered, ordered a autobiography. Yeah, I've got a copy of her book. Her book's in my, um, my r- huge reading pile, and I added to it again at the weekend, because I ordered Chuck Norris's autobiography. Um, uh, yeah, she's, I think she's very, very funny, Janie, and she's gonna come in, she's in, down in London at some point soon, and so she's gonna come in one night, and, um, probably get us into all kinds of trouble, but she's absolutely delightful. She's and like she's, a female version of you, straight to the point. Oh, she, no, she, well, that's very kind of you, but I bow down to, to her speed and her quick wit. She, she's, um, she's as sharp as a pin. She is, yeah. Yeah, she's well, good. I'm so say, um... I'd like to hear her doing, um... I'd like to hear her doing this job, doing like a late night phone yeah, show. Yeah, I thought that today. I thought she'd be good doing a talk talk show. She'd be good, wouldn't she? She'd be she'd be very funny. Yeah, um, and um, would be hilarious. And um, she'd give the callers a good run for the. I I worry. Tra- here, okay, here we go. We're having this conversation. Let's have this conversation now. I worry, Tracy, that I've been in the past, however long we've been here for, ten months now. I worry that I've been too soft on you guys, the callers. Um, and maybe I need to toughen up a little bit. I've been a bit tougher tonight. If people are boring me, I've cut them off. and I've, I've moved on. Um, maybe I need to be a little bit tougher. With some callers, yeah. 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 And, uh, but not all, not all of them. Not all of them. Just the annoying ones. Like, Craig's coming up next, right? Um, I could probably be tougher with Craig, couldn't I? Bible Ken, you can be tough with. Hey, well, Ken, won't, Ken is, won't be calling us anymore. He said the other week. I'm good. Yeah, well, I well, I don't. <laughs> why do Why do you say that? I don't know. It just irritates me. Well, um, he, he he he. I think he took great offence in in the the last call, um, and he said he won't be calling again, and that and that's fine. Um, he's he's still welcome to call in, but Ken is. There are several callers, Tracy, who don't. No, Yes, who don't <laughs> listen to what's 
being said to them. They phoned up with their pre-prepared scripts and agendas, and they won't engage in any com- conversation. Um, and that's not what this show is about. This show is about conversation, and we can disagree. It's great to disagree, and we can argue, but you have to engage. And 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 Ken, I felt, and Nigel, you're right to a certain extent, and there are a couple of others um, that they, they don't engage. We're engaging now. Yeah, and they don't engage, which is disappointing. Yeah. So, and I think Ken was was a little bit annoyed, and some people are a bit upset on a forum that um, I, I, I shouted him down. I, I thought he was giving out quite dangerous advice that if you got you're, you're depressed, all you need is Jesus, and you won't be depressed. Well, yeah, okay, you tell that to the poor souls that have killed themselves or are contemplating killing themselves right now. That's dangerous talk. Um, but you know, Ken's always Ken's not banned by any stretch of the imagination. I think there are only three people that are banned. I think. All right, three. I thought there'd be more than that. Yeah, no, I think there's only three. <laughs> I think there's only. I think there's only three that I can. Um, How's your mum? She's. Do you know what? I've not seen her for over. A, I saw her not the Sunday just gone. Sunday before. So I've not seen her for eight days. She's out of hospital, which is good. But um, she's not well, Tracy. She's. She, she. When I saw her in the hospital, she was really out of it, and she was talking a lot of nonsense. Um, and there was kind of, if you knew her and knew about her, you could kind of... You'd un- know it wasn't her. Well, yeah, and you could kind of unpick a certain logic to what she was saying, but she wasn't really with it. And I do... Here's the thing, Tracy. Can I be completely honest with you and say something that I, uh, causes me a lot of shame, but I, I, I'm going to say I'm going to say it. Go. When I saw her in the hospital the other week, I kind of wish that... Um, um, Oh, there's no, there's no way around it, so I'm going to say it. I kind of wish that she would die. And that sounds really, really cold saying that. And it's, it, 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 it's not as cold as, as, as it sounds, okay? Um, but she has, there, there, there is, there is no stroke, very little quality of life. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, Ian. She's doubly incontinent. She can't feed herself. She can't, turn over in bed she can't she's dependent on 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 people to to feed her and wash her and dress her and change her um and then to see her mentally i mean she's always she's been a bit confused the last few years anyway and but but to see her just just i was with her for an hour and she was talking rubbish for an hour really um i just thought that's no quality of life and i know that her from she 20 wouldn't want, she wouldn't want to be like no, that her from 20 years ago would look at the woman today and go i don't want that i don't want that yeah. and it's not my mum it's not my mum there tracy so yeah. part of me the majority of that thought is is and i don't i'm not saying you know i'm not wishing her dead i just think her, she would be at some she sort of piece. better off I, I i do think that to a certain extent yeah it's difficult to point to words, isn't it but i know it, what you mean it really is and i feel really but I feel quite ashamed saying it, and I feel quite bad. And the majority of, like, ninety-eight percent of that is because it would, it would, it would be peace for her. But if I'm completely honest, two percent of me the wishing thing that is as well. Is if that was a dog or a cat, yes, to be put at the misery straight away, straight away. But two percent of that is me thinking, 
it would be a relief for me. And I, and I, that's, that's, that's a bit, you know, that's the selfish bit and, and a little bit, uh, the bit that I guess makes me feel particularly uncomfortable. And of course, it, when she, she could be around for ages. Do you know what I mean? She could be around. Yeah. She, f- f- I, I lost my brother-in-law in, um, October. Oh, I'm sorry, Tracy. From pneumonia. He was in hospital three weeks. Yeah. He, he'd never been wanting to go in the hospital. I was never known him ill. And it was a say three weeks from start to finish and he was gone. And it was just living in limbo for three weeks, yeah. knowing that he was on life support. Oh, and dear. Is he going to go? Is he not? Is he going to go? Is he not? And due to the NHS, I tried everything. They've got special beds brought in, that did different things. And, you know, maybe at the end of the day, it was meant to be. He wasn't one of the ones that could survive the pneumonia. How, how old was he, Tracy? He was um, 62. Well, it's nothing, is it? Same age as my, my, my dad when he passed away. It's nothing, yeah. is it? Yeah. No, no. Oh, I'm really sorry. But, you know, they said, like, if he, if he recovered from pneumonia, he wouldn't work again because of the damage that had been caused in his lungs from the pneumonia and stuff. Yeah. And that wouldn't have been him because he was always one for going in the garden and, and taking the grandkids on the bike ride. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, so... Oh, no. Trace. So, what was his oh, name? Gordon. Gordon. Poor mm. old Gordon. How's Velvet? Is she okay? Velvet is my cat, right? She's 18 in March. Same I birthday. I get to 18. Yeah, same birthday. And she's, she's fighting fit. She's getting a little bit skinny, a little bit bony. Um, and she did a poo in... Because she doesn't go out, tend, doesn't tend to go out now. And she's got a litter tray, but she did a poo right by my chest of drawers, little so-and-so I'll give her a boot up her bum um and then the dog came in and ate it what do is that oh. what is that about it's dis- still it's me cleaning it up dogs, i've heard that dogs eat feces because yeah. the dog is lacking a vitamin it's got some kind of vitamin deficiency vitamin poo so, i mean really but the velvet that's is what, velvet velvet is fine and she, velvet uh, you know she could drop dead tomorrow. She, could, she there could be another two or three years in there. I just, I just don't know. She doesn't. She's not been ill. Um, she hasn't been ill for a long, long time. You know. So uh, I'll be, I'll be devastated Cats when that. Hide it well, though. Sorry. Cats just, just um, hide it well when they're ill. Yeah. 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 Bless her. I'll be devastated when Velvet goes and when my mum goes. It is devastating. <laughs> yeah. I had a cat get to eighteen and. She had a liver tumour in the end that took her, oh, and I cried yeah. like a baby. Yeah, oh, I, w- I will, I will. And I'll be crying for Velvet, but I won't just be crying for her. I'll probably, I'll, I'll be crying for my dad and for my mum and for, all, you know, all these, a good, a good cry when someone or something dies is, 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 is kind of links together lots of stuff. Tracy, I've got to move on. Thank you very much. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee. Unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Ah, and that little, a cheeky little yawn. This is a cheeky little throwaway yawn. There's been a long old day, meetings, movie, boring movies. Uh, I'm in and ahhing about whether to buy an Xbox. You know, it's been a, a bit of a tough day. Been a tough day. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number.
for me.
because uh, I was using the all the granulated sugar thingy. So uh, I went to buy some caster sugar because uh, I've got a 7-Eleven uh, just opened uh, the other day. Uh, very friendly people. I must recommend them. Uh, very nice. But for the first time in my life, I've read what's written on uh, the uh, the box of the caster sugar. Do you want to know what's written on the box? I certainly do. Right. Okay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you uh, five words. You, you've got to find out the sixth one. Oh dear. Right. So caster sugar is perfect for. It says here fruits. Yeah, I think that's a bit uh, over the top, really, because you shouldn't really do that. It's bad for you. And, it, and then it's cocktails. Then it's baking. Then it's sprinkling. Then it's cereals. Then what is it? Meringues. <laughs> no. Oh, Caster sugar is good for... It begins with an H. Um, can't be hot dogs, can it? What? Can't be hot dogs. No. <laughs> okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven letters. All right, seven letters. Yeah. Uh, okay, two C's. You might as well spell it now. Not four <laughs> words. You got H something 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 with two C's in it. Yeah. Uh, the, um, right. Is if I do okay, okay. S- s- sound effects. If I do <coughs> like this. Hiccups. Yes. Crusted sugar is good for hiccups. Did you know that? No. Right. How can it be good for hiccups? I don't know. That's what I wanted to know. I thought I was going to uh, do like a James O'Brien thingy, a uh, mystery hour uh, on, on uh, Ian's show, but no, we can't do that. Or maybe, well, no, we can't. So. Excellent. Hiccups. I can't even imagine. What, you meant to swallow it? But I don't know. Do you? What, what What do you do for the hiccup? I, I do the upside down thing, you know, drinking water upside down. Do you do I that? I try and hold my be- breath, but when I get hiccups, I get them for hours and it just annoys me. I just yeah. get so annoyed. It's t- terrible, terrible stuff. Well, thanks for calling, guys. Bye. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Have you seen this email from Keith? This is a classic. Not! Keith's email, this is a classic. Not! I'm reading it going, this is a classic. Oh, brilliant, he's love. Oh, no, he's put not at the end! It means he's not, means the, the bit before is a negative. He's, he's negated the the positive, made it, the positive bit is now negative bit. This is classic. Not! Ah, Keith, you've got me. Brian! Oh, good evening, Dan. I'm just walking in the front door. Give me a second. I do. Well, 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 Don't want to disturb the neighbours. No, 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 no. Don't want them to know that you're phoning a shoddy <laughs> DA, a dib-dob radio station. Oh, Ian, you're not shoddy. Thank you, Brian. Nor the station. Well. Are you in now? Yeah, I'm in now. Just taking my shoes off. Hey. Well, hang on a minute. How long do we have to wait before this phone call can begin? No, no, we can begin. Beautiful. What have you called in for, Brian? Okay, what it is, I just wanted to tell you about the other day. Um, I had to go to the shops, um, pulled up outside the shop in my car. Yeah. And just as I was getting out, there was a fella walking his dog. Yes. 
And he said, come on, Roscoe. And my ears pricked up straight away. Yes. I turned around and I looked at him and I was like, oh, that's a cool name for a dog. Yeah. I said, is it named after Eagle Crane? And he looked at me and he went, it's not my dog. Right. And what? I just put my head down and walked What away. do you mean it's not... So who was <laughs> called Roscoe? He was his dog. Kid. He was just walking the dog for someone else. So he didn't know, but... He was a young lad. But surely your first question would be, is the dog's called Roscoe? What, is it named after anybody? No, I said, oh, that's a cool name. No, 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 no. I know, I, I know what you said, Brian. I was listening, mate. What I'm saying is, if Don't you were a... Prof- whoa, 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 whoa. Don't get stroppy with me. I'm not getting stroppy, Brian. You're, just, you're, not, you're not listening to, to what I'm saying. I know that you... I know what you said because I was listening. But if you were a professional dog walker or an amateur and you're presented with a dog called Roscoe, you'd say, excuse me, sir, Roscoe's an unusual name. What's he named after? Now, if he was a young man, he wouldn't know about Roscoe P. Coltrane. He wouldn't know about the Emperor Roscoe. Any other Roscoes? Roscoe. You don't know the Emperor Roscoe? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not as old as you, though. Oh, um, any other famous Roscoes? There's Ronco, of course, Ronco Records. Um, Roscoe, Roscoe, Roscoe. I can't think of any other Roscoes apart from those two. I'm sure it was named after Roscoe. Well, it's a great story, hey, Brian. Well, you're welcome. I'm glad to have contributed to the show. Yeah. Um, if anything, I, nicely. I feel um, I'm instead glad of that I've contributed in a big way, I feel that you've instead of made your evening, I feel that you kind I, of reach a peak. In I the feel show, that I feel that instead smoothly. of contributing, you've actually taken from the show. Oh, oh, thank you. No, I mean I'm, that in a bad way. Bad way. Yeah, instead of you're not, giving, you're not you're not, in, you're not interested in giving to people. Well, no, you, instead of you, instead of you giving to the show, you've taken from the show. Oh, yeah. Right. So we are supposed to give to the show. Well, it's yes, yes, you are. You're supposed oh. to contribute to the show. Yes. I thought I thought you were like Rumpelstiltskin, and you could spin gold from. Any old, um, I, I can generally, but but sometimes any old story. But sometimes the the stuff that is given to me is of such low quality and is so paper thick, blue Rizzler paper thin, that it, as soon as I touch it with my magic fingers, it just falls to dust. Pretty much like your oh, phone call. So maybe you need to learn to roll a little bit tighter, uh, so that you can. Present yourself, even if it's paper-thin Rizzlers. Yeah. You can still present something to the group <laughs> that will burn in a smooth manner. Yes. And satisfy everyone. Yeah, but if you've got stalks, they can pierce it. And your story was full of stalks and seeds and very little greenage. Hmm. But who rolled it? Oh, I, I rolled it. But what you gave so me... You didn't pick out, so you didn't pick out the stalks and seeds? No, because if I'd have picked out the stalks and seeds, right, there wouldn't have been anything okay. to roll. I think I'm understanding that. Yeah, what, the point is, you've come to my party, and you've brought substandard 
um, yeah. ingredients. You call him my dear, substance. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes. Do you ever used to do that when you go, went to um, like boozy parties and you take like crap drinks and try and smuggle them in and then just put them on the booze table so that you could then help yourself to the good drinks? To be honest, I mean, we're talking about a lot. I'm, I'm almost your age, not far off. Yeah. But I was, I was a smoker rather than a drinker. I'm afraid. Okay, bro. Well, I'm gonna. We don't. We don't condone um, smoking, drug use, or drinking. But you do condone drinking. <laughs> no, I don't condone any form of imbibement. <sighs> so I'm going to cut you off. Some of your advice. There we go. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. We've got no phone calls lined up, so now would be um, an excellent time. If you want to give us a call, there's a brilliant story. Um, he's an Olympic champion, and in his heyday was Britain's finest swimmer. And there's a picture of him with a big moustache, wearing some very tight swimmers, very tight swimmers. But it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a thing, wasn't he, in the seventies, David Wilkie? But that didn't help David Wilkie when he fell foul of a lifeguard at his local pool. This is incredible. This guy is a British sporting hero. Being treated like a piece of dirt, probably by, by like an, an eighteen-year-old kid. So those lifeguards at swimming pools, they, can they actually save lives? It, it must be difficult, particularly the one I go to, in between looking bored, talking to their mates, and eyeing up the sixteen-year-old girls. Jeez. Um. The 62-year-old who won gold, he's a gold medal-winning Olympian, guys, in the 200-metre breaststroke, so short distance, at the 1976 Montreal Games. That was proper Olympic Games. I remember watching the Montreal Olympics, and I would have been three. I would have been three. I remember it because... um, the picture quality was a bit weird. And all the commentary was a little bit, it was a little bit like that. And they had those lip mics on, and it was all a bit weird. I'm sure I remember it. Where was the 80 Olympics? The 80 wasn't Los Angeles, was it? 84 was Los Angeles. Where was the 80 Olympics? Were there Olympics in the 19, 1980? Maybe those are the ones I remember. Three-year-old remembering the Olympics. Do me a favour. What are you talking about? It's going to be typed on my screen, Moscow. Maybe it was Moscow, I remember. The 62-year-old who won gold in the 200-metre breaststroke at the 1976 Montreal Games was accused of swimming too fast and without care for other pool users. Oh, come on. Would you, you, don't, you don't tell David Wilkie. Sorry, mate, could you slow down a bit? No, I'm David Wilkie. Who? Shut up, you 18-year-old. The lifeguard told Wilkie that another swimmer had complained about being bumped into as they swam in adjoining lanes. Wilkie had been using the fast middle lane of five in the 25-metre pool at the Royal Berkshire, Berkshire 
Virgin Active Club in Bracknell. I was in Bracknell at the weekend. <gasps> Coincidence, yes. The complaint... Oh, here we go, look. They've just put this in just to show off. They've just put an apocryphal story in to show off. This bit has nothing to do with the story. Stuart, I'll come to you shortly. The complaint has echoes of the incident when the racing driver, Sir Sterling Moss, one of the country's most recognisable sporting heroes of the 50s and 60s, was stopped for speeding by a traffic policeman who asked, who do you think you are, Sterling Moss? That never happened. That that story is a nice, it's a cute story. Fun story. And if someone were to tell me, you know, pass on that anecdote at a, a, a dinner or something, I wouldn't embarrass them by going, well, that never happened. I'd go, oh, that's nice. I didn't know that, no. no. Oh, when did that happen? I don't know. 50s, maybe. 60s, 70s? I don't know. I don't know. How did you hear about it? Oh, I I, I read it in a newspaper. It wasn't in the David Wilkie article, was it? Sorry? Don't know. Speaking at his Surrey mansion, Wilkie, who achieved his triumphs in Olympic-sized 50-metre pools, told the Daily Mail... I was just swimming as normal in the pool, doing front crawl, and the lifeguard came up to me and said, I think you banged into somebody. I said, it's the fast lane, you know. This is rubbish. (laughs) I think it's just an overzealous lifeguard. Asked whether the pool attendant knew he was an Olympic champion, Wilkie said, probably not. It's David Wilkie, guys. Come on. If you see someone swimming in the pool with a moustache, it's David Wilkie. If you see a bald man swimming, it's Duncan Goodhue. I'm Duncan Goodhue. That's not bad. That's not bad. I'm Duncan Goodhue. And I think everyone should swim. That's not bad, actually. That is not far off. I've never heard Wilkie speak, so I couldn't... um... After the exchange of words with the lifeguard, Wilkie asked to speak to a senior member of staff and resign his membership of the <clears throat> £190 a month club. What the F? I said to the manager, I'm leaving. Give me my money back. Wilkie, who swims around 60 lengths every day, added, you go to a swimming pool to swim. Not to have lifeguards coming and telling you how to swim. It's ridiculous. Um, We take all customer complaints seriously. We're sorry to hear that an ex-member feels something is unresolved and will be in touch to find out more. Um, Oh, here we go. Hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Suddenly the story takes a twist. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. He's a charlatan. He swam... Who did he swim for? Oh, no, you swim for Britain, don't you, in the Olympics? Okay, right. He was born in Sri Lanka, though. Born in Sri Lanka. To Scottish parents. We'll let him have that. Um, Wilkie was famed for his long hair and moustache. No, he wasn't. He was famed for his swimming. That's what he was famed for. Wilkie was famed for his long hair and moustache. And is known for popularising the use of goggles and a swimming cap. No, he's not. He's, he's known for being a really fast swimmer. Although he claimed they were more for keeping his hair out of his eyes than for streamlining his body in the water. Um, at the time, swimming was still strictly amateur. Hey, flipping it! Listen to this. 
He retired from the sport after Montreal Games, aged only 22, in order to make a living. Good for him. All right. He lives in a mansion. And now we know how he lives in a mansion. Listen. He worked in television and then went on to make millions from a health and nutrition business. He now runs Pet Kitchen, which provides specialist natural foods and supplements for um, pets. He also sells snake oil. No, I'm joking. Pets get... So you get, you get um, poncy food for pets. Beautiful. He's a proper hero, guys. 0344 499 Stuart, come to you after this. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344 499 is the telephone number. Um, Stuart. Hello, Ian. Hey, Stuart. How's it going, man? Not bad, you? Yeah, all right. You know, all right, all right. I'm looking forward to getting into bed tonight. I'm back on the metazapine, guys. Party time. I'm back on the metazapine, so I'll take one halfway home, and I'll get into bed, and I will sleep for 12 hours. Good for you. Fun times. Fun times uh, guaranteed all around. What you got for us, Stu? I'm just uh, looking forward to hearing Scott Rogowski. Scott Rogowski, American comedian, um, takes rude book covers that he prints up on uh, the train. He also, he does, um, he does like, he, I was, I've kind of fell down the, the, the I'm so glad I found him because I've, I've fallen down the Scott Rogowski rabbit hole. And he does some, does some brilliant videos, including, he's got this really funny video where he's got a big boom mic, which is the mics they use in TV and um, movies, right? It's a big mic on a stick. And he just wanders up behind people in America and starts recording their conversations. It's very, very funny. Very, you know, dangerous and a bit naughty. Very funny. He's also interviewed. He does this sort of chat show, which he does in comedy clubs and films it. But he's had some great people on there. He's had Steve Buscemi on there, for crying out loud. Yeah, um, he has helped me a lot on At Bad Book Covers. Has he? Uh, I've... I've obviously put all his pictures up and he's come back with quite a few comments and that. Oh, has he? Oh, good uh, for him. Yeah. Um, sadly, I'm closing at at book covers, and I have now opened up. What? Pick up your books. Why? Why have you? Why have you closed that bad book covers? And I'm why? Why are we? Why are you plugging? Yet. Why are you plugging it so much if you've closed it? Well, because I've got a new one. But but so, so why is it closing? Um, well, you know, I tried to get a book deal going, and nothing was coming of it. And so this is the this is the Twitter feed where you it. tweet pictures of bad book covers. Yeah, it's genius. Don't stop it. it. Is, but, uh, don't stop well, it. Oh, stop it. Right, if you I won't want. stop it. I don't care. You know, it's up but to I've you. Got, I've got to um, um, big up your books now, so that's a more friendly place to what, go. And I'm What happens at big up your books? That sounds like bid up TV. Uh, no, you just, you know, anything I find to do with books, I'll put up there. Like, say, you've given me a few covers of uh, books you've read in the past, so I'll yep. put them up and give you a name check. Bad book covers is better. Yes, I'll, I'll keep going with that. Well, you don't have to. You do whatever, whatever, make, whatever makes you happy, Stuart. You know, I just think yeah. it's a cracking idea. And sometimes cracking ideas don't always um, catch the uh, the wind. Or sometimes they do eventually. Yeah. yeah, well, we'll give them both a go and we'll see which one runs me up the better. Do you remember um, we had the guy on from the Ram Album Club? Yes. And there's a book. There's a book coming out. And basically, what it was is that each week they would get a an inverted commas celebrity, and I put it inverted commas because I did it once to listen to a classic album that they'd never listened to before. And um, we should get. In fact, well, do you know what? I'm going to get the guy on again because he's changed it now. So there's a book coming out of that, but he seems to have ditched um, 
rat. It's the weirdest thing. Hang on a minute. Where is it now? He seems to have ditched the Ram album covers. And now it's Ram JFK Club. Mm. And each week, and it's brilliant, right? Each week he sends out an email that explores like really minute anal detail about the JFK assassination. And it's, and I'm not really into that into jfk that much you know as much as some people are but um it's brilliant it's absolutely brilliant at ram jfk club um i'm gonna i'm gonna retweet i'm gonna retweet one now there we go um it is the it's brilliant and it's weird and i don't know why he's doing it but fair play to him for you know doing something and 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 seeing it through to its natural conclusion these things happen. That's, you know, the, the, the internet is a strange old place. It's a strange old place. It is. You know? It's a strange it old is. place. It's mainly full of assholes, but there you go. <laughs> Anything else, Stuart? No, I think that'll do. Thank I'm going to cut you off. Ciao. There we go. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Here's the funny. When I say funny, I mean weird. Well, for the start, the Sun have gone. The Sun, Britain's greatest newspaper, have gone for a, a, a jokey headline. Reunited 18 years after Snatch. Come on, guys. That we don't, that word. Come on. Come on. It's in one of the other papers. Oh, we go. It's, it's this bigger version of it in the... In the, um, the Sun have only given it, like, like two paragraphs, right? But the, the mirror of... of give, it's, a, it's an incredible story. Um, two decades after their newborn daughter was abducted from hospital... Overjoyed parents have finally, finally have their beaming girl in their arms. This is a weird story. Shannara Mobley and Craig Aiken could not contain their relation during the beautiful reunion with Camille Mobley. Hang on a minute, she's got this last. Hang on a minute, she's got the last same name as. This this requires. Um, if I had glasses, I'd put them on now. I don't wear glasses anymore. I might start wearing glasses again because I do look. I look cute in glasses. Craig said it was the best. It was the best day of my life. It's American. It was the best day. You, I didn't need to say it was American. You could tell that from the accent. It was the best day of my life. We are so happy. I hope the world is rejoicing with us. The trio were together for forty-five minutes at a U.S. police station. Camille, eighteen. Oh, here we go. Camille, 18, had spent her entire life living as Alexis Manigo, having no idea she'd been kidnapped. So is she, has she changed her name back to the, the birth name? That's, this, is, this is weird. She was reunited with her biological parents just days after learning the shocking secret of how she has unwittingly been living a lie, aren't we all? The emotional meeting, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. by the way, because you can only do calls for another 40 minutes, then we're going to phone up um, Brooklyn in the United States of America and speak to Scott Rogowski, who's brilliant, by the way. The emotional meeting took place in her hometown where the woman who raised her Gloria Williams is in custody on kidnapping charges. And what we can say, because she's in America, she's probably guilty. 
She's in Britain. We won't be able to talk about it. She's in America. Probably guilty. They can't. They can't do us. We can comment on. We can comment on legal cases in the states. She probably did it. I reckon she's guilty. Couldn't do that if it was in this country. You see, free speech. The home of free speech. Camilla and her real parents posed for a series of touching photos. Not like that. In which Shannara appeared close to tears. Craig, 41, said they did not discuss the abduction during the meeting behind closed doors. What? You've not... Your daughter was snatched as a baby? You've not seen her for 18 years? And you see her? And you don't talk about the abduction? Who am I to judge? Who am I to judge? But that... That's weird, isn't it? You would talk about it? Instead, concentrating on getting to know the daughter they feared was lost forever. The dad said, we laughed, we chatted, we didn't allow any negative thoughts. Americans. Americans. She's got very mixed emotions about the woman who raised her. But we are going to be there for her. This is just the start of a wonderful future. It's going to be a great movie and a great episode of Oprah. He said, first meeting was beautiful. It was wonderful. Oh, dear. Couldn't went no better. Couldn't went no better. Let's just hope she's not reading that. Couldn't went no better. Well, could have went a bit better. It's hard to put it into words right now, obviously. It's hard to... Listen to me being an intellectual snob. This family is celebrating a wonderful, wonderful reunion. Let's read on, because I want to know how um, they found out all the stuff that they found out. Craig added, we're just trying to process it. 18 years, it's going to be hard to make that up. In a telling message for parents such as Kate and Jerry McCann... Just says it there. Don't do that. Still searching for their daughter, Madeline. Ah, uh, Craig said, for anybody that lost hope, just keep hope alive. Just keep praying, keep fighting. If it happened to me, it can happen to anybody. Camilla being found in a lot. Oh, here we go. Oh no, Camilla being found alive and well is said to have buoyed up the McCanns. A few months from. Get this, the 10th anniversary of Madeline's disappearance. 10 years, flipping heck. 10 years, that poor family, that poor family. I don't buy into any of that conspiracy stuff about them. Horrible things are said about them on the internet. Poor, poor family. Um, eight, year, eight hours after being born, Camille was snatched on July the 10th, 1998, by a woman posing as a nurse. The kidnapper entered Shannara's um, hospital room in Jacksonville, Florida, telling her Camille had a fever and needed to be checked. The woman took the girl, left the room, and fled the hospital. Oh, imagine that flipping heck. Nurses had believed the kidnapper was a member of the family. Staff said they saw her speaking with Shannara hours before the abduction. Camille grew up in rural South Carolina, about 175 miles from her real family in Jacksonville, under a false name. Williams, 51, was arrested on Friday 
after staff at the National Centre for Missing and Exploited Children received a tip that they passed on to authorities, including the FBI. How did, what t- how did they find out? This is the thing I don't get. Have I missed a bit of this story? How did they find out? DNA testing then revealed that Camille is Shannara and Craig's long-lost daughter. Williams had been charged with kidnapping and interference with custody and could face up to life in prison if she's convicted. Um, a day before meeting her real parents at the weekend, Camille had an emotional re- reunion at the detention centre where Williams is being held. Separated by... Uh, here we go. This is where it gets, this is where it gets um, a little bit hard to... Well, you know. Separated by a mesh screen, the accused kidnapper blew a kiss to Camille. I love you, Mama. The sobbing teenager told her before adding she was praying for her. Hours later, Camille wrote a message on Facebook defending her alleged abductor. Camille said she raised me with everything I needed and most of all everything I wanted. My mother is no felon. The ignorant ones won't understand that. Williams is thought to have suffered a miscarriage before the abduction. Oh, flipping heck. Flipping heck. It's some story, isn't it? Um, uh, Sheriff Mike Williams said that some months ago Camille had an inclination she may have been abducted authorities have not said why she suspected foul play Listen, that's a story, isn't it, eh? I mean, that is some story. But you can understand why she's not angry with the mum in prison, because it's her mum. You know, for all she's ever known for 18 years is that that woman is her mum. And then you go and meet someone else, because you go, yeah, I'm your mum. I'm your dad. Deary me. Deary, deary me. What's a story? Guys, we have another hour of this. You've only got 30 minutes you can call up in, though, because then we're going to have a guest at about half past 12. 0344 499 1000 is the um, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, Suze is listening. Good evening, Suze. Glad you're enjoying this rubbish. Um, I mean, it, 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 let's be honest, it's, it, it's very, very lowbrow this evening. It's, it, it's been, it, actually, t- bits of the show have been properly treasonous. Um, I, and if anyone, if this were to get out to the Queen, um, uh, um, we'd be in very, Catherine, as producer of the show, would be in very, very serious trouble for allowing a lot of this stuff to be broadcast. Um you pays your money, you takes your choices. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Sometimes life may feel like it's sucking you up, but it's not. It may just be you.
actual genius. Why is Imani Coppola not the biggest star in the world? Catherine Boyle joins me in the studio. Yes. Good. Um, 0344 499 1000. You've only got 25 minutes. Why are you... Why have you gone quiet on the phones, guys? What's your problem? What's your beef? Why, well, I don't understand this. I'm here, uh, day in, day out, uh, spilling my guts, um, and dropping them from a, a cage tonight. <laughs> something terribly wrong has, 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 something has happened, mm. internally. Yeah. Ah, well. Um. Is it still happening? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, good. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. But half past twelve, we've got a guest, so, Here's the thing. If I see anybody phone up after half past 12, they're banned. <laughs> right, Because okay. they're idiots. Right, right. They're right. idiots. I don't want idiots phoning up. Well, well you know, we, we get people who ring up who don't listen. Yeah, I know. Especially when they're on. Unbelievable. There is, um, I mean, Ken's not going to phone us again, and I think he'll stick to that. Jonathan from Swansea doesn't phone us anymore no. because he accused me of making a rape joke, and I told him he... Um, he'd overstepped. I told him he'd overstepped the mark, and um, he's got another think coming, and he should... I, I told him on Twitter, I said, because he's, he's been an, an absolute bell on Twitter, and he was big enough to his alt-right mates about how he was trolling... Mates. He was trolling talk radio by phoning up pretending to be a transgender woman mm. we all we all knew that was him right yeah we mm. all knew that was him it, it was, was not so it's not trolling the disguise was paper thin we let him on something because i thought it was interesting i thought we might get somewhere i, I was I, trying to work out what the point was and i think that's the po- that's what we were all doing yeah, uh, yeah uh, well i i was I was aware that we were f- flirting with something that could be perceived as being a little bit offensive. You know, would you allow someone to come on and pretend they were a black man? You know, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's potentially offensive. But I was keen to see where it was going. It didn't go anywhere. Uh, well, he didn't allow it to because I said he should. He needed to reconsider um, our relationship. And he stopped. He took that as a cue to stop phoning in. Completely. Which is no great... I mean, it's no great loss. Uh, it's his loss, because we, I, I think we were um, we were getting somewhere um, with him. And he doesn't have too many outlets to call in. I mean, he's, it, it was obnoxious, and it was, you know, and it was odious, and... But... But he did love the wrestling. So, anyway, it's Blue Monday today. Now, I heard an interesting thing, but I can't remember where I heard it. So, Blue Mo- Monday is the most miserable day of the year, apparently. Oh, here we go. It's a travel company that worked it out. I knew that it was it was uh, a it was a uh, company uh. thing. Is it because it's kind of you you've just had the Christmas holidays? And Ed, can you get that call back, please? The furthest away from your next holiday. Well, no, is that what they're saying? Just saying this. Basically, it's a travel company promote. They want you to book your holiday oh. now. A travel company used a mathematical formula based on factors including weather, uh, <laughs> days since Christmas, debt. Was the math- mathematical formula not? We need to do. Hey, hey, hey! Right. Deb- Debbie, what you t- don't, Debbie? Oh, sorry, did I swear? Yes, you did. You're on the air. What are you talking about? That's a no, yellow card. No, because I'm no, I'm not. Because no. I was on the air. I've got the radio on the. You're background. on the air. There's a delay. You thick muppet. No, because I've got. I've yeah, got it there's the a TV. delay. You've got a yellow card. No <laughs> idiots phoning in. Sorry. Sorry. A yellow card. That's a that's a Nick Ferrari thing. No, 
No, it's not. It's a football thing, you muppet. What have you called in for? You I don't watch sm- football. I only listen... I listen to LBC and the only yellow card I know is when I listen to Nick Ferrari. Oh, Debbie, oh, Debbie. Oh, yellow card. Debbie. Oh, I'm going to give you a red... Now, that's it, you're off. Debbie, Nick Ferrari didn't invent the yellow and red card system, you absolute pudding. What do you want, you obnoxious woman? Am I actually on the radio? Yes, thicko! What do you want? Oh, my God, where do we start? We don't. So, so they've come up with this noxious woman. Thoroughly unpleasant. I'm sorry you had to listen to that, dear listener. But I did enjoy shouting, actually. It was, it was, it was good. I'm experimenting with my shouting voice, and that was a great uh, moment to to use it. Um. So, the, what basically, what the, the side of Blue Monday. So they've come up with a, with ten things. To cheer us up. Go on. Now, I've, only, I've, I've not read these. I've only read number two. Number two jumped out at me. Greg's is launching a home delivery service. Yes. Boom. Oh. Get in there, fatties. And that's, I include myself in that. That's me in all week. Greg's is launching a home delivery service? Now, their sausage rolls taste like home. Aye, aye, aye. What do they call it? Greg's dummy, when you, you shove it in a baby's mouth. That's what my family used to call it, yes. Greg's is launching a home mm. delivery mm-hmm. service. Boy, oh boy, Greg's. Oh, it says it's only in some regions. Let's, let's Is there find one? Out. Please tell me there's one in this area. Because... Uh, Greg's. Let's, let's have a little, little look-see. Uh, Greg's.co.uk. Man, when I was pregnant with my first, I virtually lived on sausage rolls. Oh, there's a button. Greg's delivered. Ooh. Introducing Greg's delivered. Our new delivery service. Um, right. Newcastle, no. of course. Newcastle. London City. Are we in London City? Nearly. Let's try. Let's click on it. Let's see. Um, email address. Uh, dot com. What's our postcode? SL1. SL1. 8DJ. Uh-huh. Um, security code. Oh, so you type in that thing there. Pick eight, nine, one. Begin registration. Yes. Sorry we do not deliver in this area. What? Oh, it's SE1. Hang on a minute. You give me the wrong code. SE1, 8DJ. Let's have a little look, see. Oh. Oh, I'm... Oh. <laughs> Oh, thanks for your interest in our delivery trial. We are offering delivery to the City of London from our shops. Uh, oh, your postcode is outside, but feel free to check back in the future. Oh, God, that's that's so tempting. So, so tempting. You dirty, dirty, beautiful, wonderful, sexual foodstuffs. Absolutely. Well, 2017 is going to be brilliant. Other things to celebrate. Cadbury Oreo eggs have arrived. So it's like a cream egg, but with Oreo juice in the middle. Nah. Shut Whoa! Nah. What's your problem? It's just icing, isn't it? Um, the other two... Right, next one's rubbish. The wine is cheap. Dry January, you've only got two weeks to go. Um... Grab yourself a bucket of bucket of popcorn because all the big films are out or are soon to be released from La La Land, Hacksaw Ridge. Oh, we're supposed to go and see um, Train Spotting too Thursday. Yeah. 
Um, forget... Oh, these, the rest of these are rubbish. Forget tottering around in high heels and party dresses. Fashion is embracing all things comfy. Trainers, leggings and cosy fur jackets are here to stay. Um, but wrapping up in jumpers doesn't mean you can't be sexy underneath. Celebrities, including Rita Ora... Wear and, bras. ...and Mylene Class have launched their own racy lingerie. Mm. Which is lucky because, number nine, having sex releases mood-enhancing endorphins, and research shows regular orgasms could help you live two years longer. Than what? Normal. But hang on. There was all the research in the paper today that said, if you want to live longer, be a nun. No, there was a thing saying, if you want to be longer... Well, be a nun that does it. Because some nuns do, don't they? Not real ones. Oh. They're not documentaries. Tim! Hello. Hey, Tim, how's it going, man? Hip, 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 what kind of cake and all that. All that, all that stuff. We're, we've got, we're there, Tim. Yes, boss. Yeah, great. Uh, I am at an airport, so there's going to be announcements in the background. If that's going to annoy you, then just Ooh, cut me off. Look, Tim, Tim's, Tim's um, on tenterhooks and tippy like toes. It. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, listen, mate, I'm not angry with you. You've not come on with an obnoxious uh, attitude claiming that Nick Ferrari no. invented the yellow and red card system. I think she was drunk. Do you think she was drunk? I wouldn't like to comment. I know she had a potty mouth. No. Was, yeah. was swearing to herself before she came on air. No, 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 we don't want that. Anyway, yeah. yes, Tim? Uh, I was going to phone you up and speak about uh, things that have like stood the test of time and things that haven't stood the test of time. I like your so style. Me, cool. So for me, for instance, one of the things that hasn't stood the test of time, and I used to love it back in the day, is the sitcom Bread. <laughs> well, it was... Here's a question for you guys. Was Carla Lane ever funny? No. There wasn't one apart from, uh, uh what's the really old one? Because Butterflies wasn't funny. It wasn't funny. It was beautiful. Oh, it yeah, it was, it was thoughtful. It was I ponderous. Thought it was a little bit smug. It wasn't funny. Did she no. write The Liverbirds? That wasn't funny, and I used to love that back in the day as well. But, but was it, but did you find The Liverbirds and Bread funny back in the day? I don't know, because I was so young. I went to um, the filming of of one of the Bread Christmas specials. Oh, really? Yeah, and it was boring. (laughs) You know, I was like 10, and it was boring, you know. The actors were terrible as well. They were, and it was really hammy... It was just... Bread was awful. It was was two jokes, wasn't it? It was, we're scallies, and she is a tart. She is a tart! She is a tart! Lilo Lilla's a tart! Do you remember that? Do you remember that really awkward? Do do you remember the awkward episode, Tim, with Linda McCartney in? Where Linda McCartney was in an episode of Bread and it was all just so Carla Lane could talk about vegetarianism. Well, now Linda McCartney is. I don't remember that. Do you not remember it? Oh! I don't remember that one. And and Linda McCartney, God bless her soul. I was a fan of Linda McCartney. I thought she. I, I, I was a big fan of Linda McCartney. But, um, and a vegetarian. She was not a good actress, you know. So, Wasn't um, it on the BBC as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of like product placement back in the day on the BBC, I really, isn't it? She was advertising... Um, I'm trying to find a clip of it. Um, no, I can't. I don't think she was advertising uh, stuff, but she was talking about... Um, oh, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Can I just play this? Sorry. I've just seen mm-hmm. what looks like the most amazing clip ever. Hang on. Um, so, this is Paul Simon on Going mm-hmm. Live. You remember Going Live, Tim? 
Yeah. Right, this is a clip of Paul Simon on Going Live. This could be the most amazing thing I've never seen. Here we go. Uh, on, and on Graceland, there are three or four different examples of South African music. Okay, back onto the telephones now, and line six. Philip Schofield? Hello? Hello. It's Paul McCarthy. It's not. Yes, it is. The Paul McCarthy. <laughs> the Paul McCarthy or someone very similar. Uh, Happy well, birthday, Paul. Hey, thanks, Paul. This is a trick we set up you didn't know about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and my question to Paul Simon is, <laughs> what do you like best about Great Britain? I thought you It's Paul McCartney uh, phoning up Paul Simon on Going Live. My question is, what do you like best about us? <laughs> no, no, you've got to do my question, not yours. <laughs> what do I like best about Great Britain? Yeah. Oh, um, let's see. I guess the first thing that... That's a little bit dull. But he's still cute. I didn't think it sounded like yeah. him. Yeah, but Paul McCartney doesn't sound like him. He's not no, doing the whole thing that you the, do. Back you know. to the end of the 60s, he died, didn't he? Well, you know, I'm, uh, but right. there's Paul McCartney. Paul, I just wonder what you like about being in the UK. The UK is my, my idea to African music. <laughs> um, well, you know, bread was never funny, Tim. No. 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 Sorry. Have you got any that you think haven't stood the test of time? Oh, God. I don't think anything really stands the test. There's a few classics. That Father th- Ted. Well, I don't know. I've not seen oh, it. Father Ted's still funny. Well, yeah, but I've not it seen is. it in, in I've not seen it in fifteen years. Yeah. I don't know if it is. I've seen it. The Office, I think, still funny. Extras. Well, the Office isn't that old. Oh God, it's fifteen it's years old. old. Fifteen years old. Yeah. It's excruciating to watch, though. I do prefer the American Office rather than the British Office. I've never, yeah. se- I've never seen the American. I gave up because the it's first series was better. the same, the same scripts, wasn't it? And then I didn't stick around yeah, for the. Yeah, the first, the first two were, and they were really awkward. But then as it got into its rhythm. Um, it, it was a lot better. It was just less awkward and more, um, uh, romantic, beautiful, but I, funny. I, oh, but I like the awkwardness. That's what made it funny. Yeah, yeah, but it's just difficult to watch that same awkwardness again. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, Tim, I've got to move on. Thank you for that excellent call. It certainly cleansed our palate after that miserable caller we had before. Uh, Rory, come to you after this. Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Who's um, Rufus Jones? That name rings a bell. I don't know. Well, he's got 14,000 followers on Twitter, so he's got to be somebody. Mm. His name rings a bell. How does his name ring a bell? Let's, um... I know what we can do. We can Google the man. Let's Google man. Oh, I recognise him. He's an English actor and writer. Yeah. Um, uh, you should know him. He's about your age. <laughs> he's, he's, he's younger than me. Um, oh, he's in a lot of um, uh, very, very funny yeah. programmes. Hunderby he was in. Yeah, he's in... A, uh, oh, I know exactly who he is. Yeah, he's good he is. He's good. I like him. Why? Well, he's just... Well, I, 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 A... He's a talented um, performer. No, no, not why do you like him. Why do you want to know? Oh, because he's retweeted something I tweeted. Oh. And I, he, here's the thing. Here's the problem with the modern age. Here's the problem with me in the modern age. When people like or retweet me, I hover over their name to see how many followers they've got. Or if they have a blue tick, they give a blue tick away to anybody these days. They won't give me one. I'll give you one. Um, And if that person... Is a civilian, I'm not bothered, if it's someone like Mr Jones, who's got 14,000 followers... You'll take the, you'll take the comp. Yes, I will. 
And that's the problem with Britain. No. Yeah. That's the problem with... I've got a feeling... I've just retweeted that... I've tweeted that Paul McCartney phoning Paul Simon clip. I've got a feeling that's the one. I I think that one's going to go viral. I think that one's going to take off. You mark my words. Um... (laughs) Let's go to Northern Ireland, where they're having a little bit of trouble up there, but not as bad as the troubles. It's no, we don't laugh about those. We're not yet. laughing. I'm not no. la- who's, la- who's laughing? Who's laughing? Who's laughing? Who's laughing? Nobody. Who? He's not laughing. Oh. I'm not laughing. You, you laughing? No. Nobody's laughing. I'm not laughing. Nobody's laughing. Good evening. Wow. Good Where's e- that from? Good evening, Rory. How you doing, Ian? I'm do- I'm doing fine. How you doing, Rory? That's guy great. Great. No, no laughter here, Rory. She, the old lady says we don't have no laughter here, so there'll be no laughter here. I'm afraid, Rory. Not at the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> not at the Eiffel Tower. What's there'll the Eiffel be Tower n- got to do with anything? The only thing you can say no. No, there'll be no laughing here at top of Eiffel Tower. Mm. Oh, Rory, what have you called? What have you called him for, old me fella? Oh, I'm, uh, lots of different things. Beautiful, Rory. I want to congratulate Whoa. you on the way you dealt with Ken because Ken had to be told that he was so arrogant. He was a very arrogant man, and there's so many people like him, and they really need to be told. And, and I'm not sound harsh, but no. Uh, well, I do. I, I've been thinking about the, the, my response to Ken, and I, I think I, did, I don't think I handled it brilliantly, but it was over a sustained period. And I have to stress again. It's not in any way an anti-religious or anti-Christian th- th- on my part. At all, at all, at all. I don't have any problem. I'm not religious. Um, I don't have any problem with people that are at all. And, and uh, you know, as I mature, I respect people's religious decisions um, more and more. But there, there was, with that caller in particular, there was a real arrogance and a real inability to engage and listen. And also, it, the message was actually dangerous as well, I thought, you know. So, so th- there we go. Anyway, Roy, let's move on from that, because he's okay. not here. He's yeah. not here today. Well, you thought, Rory, you thought that tonight you were phoning up the Ian Lee Show on Talk Radio. But mm-hmm. tonight, Rory, this is your life. Oh, brilliant. Eamon Andrews, isn't it? Yeah. Eamon Andrews. And then Michael Aspel after that. Michael Aspel ruined it for me. It was all about Andrews. Tonight, tonight, I'm dressed up as a policeman. And I'm, yes. and you may recognise these cobbles, because I'm on the cobbles of Coronation Street, where I'm going to go and surprise one of the cast's biggest stars. And when I say biggest stars, I mean she's she's got she's got big hits. What? Well, <laughs> tonight... Backledge, you thought that you would be filming Coronation Street, but tonight, Backledge, I'm here to say this is your life. She probably thought it was a good break anyway. I think she got quite tired. Remember when she came back and... She didn't like it when she came back because it went from two episodes a week to four episodes a week Mm. and she couldn't keep it up. (gasps) Yeah, exactly. Rory, I am sorry about how he's talking tonight. Um, To name and Andrew. To you and to Northern Ireland in general. what is what Northern Ireland in general? I'm just I'm apologising to you oh, and to Northern okay. Ireland in general oh, on behalf of Talk Radio for well for the accident. you'll get ridiculed in the mail for doing that. Well, get a Lily Allen done on you, Kath. Yeah, you will. You hey, will. well then that's one way to a blue tick. Anybody. Yes. Anyway, Rory, let, let's forget her for a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what have you called him for? 
Um, I'm looking for a pen pal. I'm basically fed up with um, having conversations with people and uh, having to listen to people. And yeah. I think it would be much more uh, beneficial for me and perhaps one or two other people if I conducted like a written correspondence um, for a while, just tested that out. You know, people used to have pen pals and things. So I, I'm, Do you mean I'm, pen and paper or electronic no, actually, mail? No, not that trad old school but digital but actual you know yeah i have a correspondence with somebody i don't know well why don't you okay are you prepared to give out your email address in a public forum no i'll give i'll give up my twitter thing handle well well well, hang on a minute that just sounds like you're fishing does it for twitter followers no no (laughs) well it sounds uh, like why don't you make... Right, here's what you can do, Rory. Yeah, right? what, what do you think? What do you think? Because the thing... It's weird, isn't it? I, I have several email addresses, but one is kind of private. And, like, Kath has it, and I think Ed may have it, and, and I don't... I, I don't feel comfortable giving that out. But it's weird, isn't it? Because it's just an... E- it's not my home address. It's not my home telephone number, but I don't like giving that out. So here's what you can do, Rory. Mm-hmm. Go and set up an email account, like... I am a sad case at gmail.com or whatever, whatever you want. I'm, ju- I'm just thinking of a free sign. I think that's taken. That's your private one, isn't it? <laughs> uh, uh, no, I'm a sad case 69. <laughs> Set that up, phone up tomorrow, and give out that email address. Okay. And let's watch, let's watch the magic. Let's watch the magic unfurl. Yeah, do you know what I mean, though? I mean, I mean you can write stuff and text to people, but I mean, somebody who wanted to engage in. Uh, in a natural sort of Uh-oh. three can, four paragraph thing. Can I just say, if anybody does contact Rory and they he, uh, find themselves on the receiving end of hardcore pornography, A, forward it on to me, and B, it's nothing to do with us. Okay. <clears throat> oh. Excuse me. Yeah, that was a that was a laugh and a. Well, it sounded like a, It sounded like a, a release of of. <laughs> so, set the email address up, Rory. Give us a call tomorrow, and we're going to make magic uh, yeah. happen. Okay, let's do that. Touchy bye, touchy bye. That's going to happen. That's going to be the big thing. That is going to be the big thing. Right, Catherine. I'm going to go. Be gone, dear listener. Stick around. Stick around a while. Stick around. What is that? Where's that from? Stick around, because here's where we get funky. Where's that from? Hang on a minute. Stick around a while, because here's where we get funky. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Hey, i tell you what I learned at the weekend. You know Step On It? You know Step On by The Happy Mondays? You know that's a cover ver. Did you know that, Catherine? Step On by The Happy Mondays is a cover version. I'm sorry, Step On You Again. I didn't know it's a cover version. Anyway, ta-ta-ta. Late nights with Ian Lee. Talk radio. Late night, Ian Lee. Unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Now, here's a thing, right? Here's a thing. Um, my mate Glenn sent me um, a link the other day, and I don't really click on links, but and I'm so glad I clicked on it. And it's it's since popped up a few times in um, my Twitter feed. So it's kind of, you know know things are going viral when several different people forward something onto you. Um, 
kind of over a period of a day or a couple of days. And this thing kept popping up in my Twitter feed. And there's been loads of news articles about it recently. Um, And what it is, is very, very funny. It's kind of um, performance art, I think it is. Performance art. And it's this guy called Scott Rogowski who prints up these brilliant, spot-on, a lot of care and time goes into them, these fake book covers, and then his mates film him on the tube in America, New York. The, what do they call the tube in New York? Metro? Is it the Metro? No, it's Paris. It doesn't matter what they call it. I'm not going to go there again. And they film him carrying these books around and sitting there reading these books and I I watched it and I laughed and I laughed and I gasped in embarrassment at some of them and I winced and curled my toes and kind of sucked in my genitals it was some of them were just excruciatingly embarrassing um but they were all really really funny um so I sent him a tweet. That's the good thing about Twitter. Twitter is awful. Twitter sucks, man. Twitter is a terrible, soulless place. But it does mean you can see um, something really, really funny online and track the person down and send them a message. And I'm so pleased to say that Scott is on the line now. Evening, Scott. Good evening, mate. <laughs> oh, hang on. Is that supposed to... Hang on a minute. All right, let me do my New York. Hello, crikey. That's... <laughs> Hey, what? man, I'm from the Bronx. I'm from the Bronx in New York City. That is spot on. You know, you sound like we have these commercials where these, uh, for, for cough medicine and, and sinus congestion pills, and, and they have these animated characters, these yeah. creatures who are, like, playing snots and boogers. Yeah. And they're, they're anthropomorphic. And you sound like, because they always give these guys these weird... I suffer from... I suffer from nasal problems, Scott. This is... Yeah. This is meant to be. You sound like an animated booger. Oh, <laughs> uh, listen, man, it's so nice to talk to you. I've, been, I've kind of fallen down the Scott Rogowski um, uh, rabbit hole the last few days because wow. I keep finding more and more stuff. Let's start off with the books first of all, because the books, uh, and we'll, we'll talk about some other bits and pieces that I've, I've seen that you've done. Um, but the books, for some reason, I don't know when you did them, but they seem to have gone like super viral this week. I've had about three or four different people kind of said them to me saying, hey, have you seen this? How long have you been doing the books on the subway for? So I started uh, the first videos uploaded last April, April right. 2016. And that was that one went pretty viral. And what, what happened with that it was a very strange thing. So uh, I, I did the video, I actually made it for Playboy the men's magazine, they, they have a digital arm, and they kind of hired me. I signed a little deal with them to make content for them. That's what I do. I, I yeah. run a, you know, I'm a comedian. I have a talk show, and I make, have to make money because there's no money in being a comedian, really. So you have to get to sell out to these companies and, and, and make content. Yeah, of course. There's, so, no sh- there's no shame yeah, in that. There's yeah. no shame in taking the dollar. Of course, of course not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, they still don't pay enough. But anyway, I made the video, and you know, while I was making it, while I was on the train... Some random person, uh, some fellow strap hanger on the subway, we call it subway. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> took, a fo- took a photo of me, took a photo of me reading one of the books, which was Ass Eating Made Simple. For those okay, who missed that, that that's Ass Eating ass- Made Simple. Made Simple, right, because yeah. it's such a difficult activity. You know, uh, you have to really, the seven laws for new boyfriends was the subtitle. The seven <laughs> laws. So, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of intricacies here. So Ass Eating Made Simple, 
I, I was reading it. Unbeknownst to me, someone took this photo, right, of me on the subway. Yeah. That photo ends up on Reddit, of course. Reddit, yeah. Imager, it goes viral on Imager. It gets, like, over a million views and gets started, you know, Instagram people start posting it. Fat Jew posted. People with huge mi- millions of followers yeah. posted. And that goes viral on Instagram. So meanwhile, I'm sitting here. I'm getting messages from people. They're texting me and my friends saying, Scott, is this you on the subway reading this book? What the hell is this all about? And I'm thinking, oh, my God. Now I have to edit this video right away and get online because otherwise people are going to think that I'm like some ass-eating maniac yeah. on the subway. So, <laughs> so like that night, I literally that night, I spent all night editing this video and got it up. And finally, I said to the here's the explanation of the photograph. Uh, it was part of the video. So having the photo go viral first, helped the video because then all these people had seen i became a meme essentially yeah yeah and all these people who had seen the photo then went oh there's a video behind it check out the video so that first video has like five million views on i saw that man that's incredible yeah it was incredible i've never had anything happen i mean worldwide you're talking to me now you're across the pond yeah i had people in spain interviewing me i had the guardian write me up i had you know the ireland's news norway i mean India, everywhere. I mean, people latched onto this thing. And so because it was so successful, I decided I got to make another one. And, and in May, I put out a second video. And that one, uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, the way the Internet works, if anyone can figure it out, they'll be billionaires. I can't figure it out. But, but somehow these things get propagated over and over again. Yeah. I put it out in May, and it went viral in November. Wow. So... So it's just, and Facebook people rip it, they put it on. So there's these, like, you know, Lad Bible. You have your Lad Bible. Oh, Lad Bible, the, com- the comedy thieves. Lad Bible loves me, yeah. So that they, they reached out, they wanted to post it, and those things, they have, like, 50 million views on Facebook. Wow. So I think all told between, you know, and I'll put the third video out for Trump, but between all three videos, I probably have over 100 million views uh, on everything. If you and you, it get, all. It's well, crazy. you get, like, a dollar for every view, Yeah. I think it's a fraction of a penny for you. So it's a, it's a, yeah. For those who have not no, seen it, really... and I've tweeted it, and you're right, it was in the it was in the Guardian recently. I've, I've I've tweeted it, but for those who've not seen it, and bearing in mind we're on the radio, so we, that we kind of some of the book titles we can't read. That that my my uh, my favourite ones: slut shaming your baby. Yeah. How to pick up Asian girls on the train. Right. Um, and uh, my favourite one is um, the George W. Bush. If I did, if I did it, how I would have done nine eleven. Oh, it made me laugh so much. And you make these. And, and the thing about the book covers is they're beautifully done. You know, they're they're not bodge yeah. jobs. They look like real covers. How, how how much time does it take to make those? I mean, that is. So I'll tell you the behind the scenes. I came up with this idea a full year before I actually executed it. I pitched it to Playboy when they first contacted me. And I gave them a bunch of ideas, and they kind of picked up the ones they liked. And they said, okay, you know, yeah, we, want, we like that one. That sounds funny. But I sat on it for a year, honestly, because I was thinking, how am I going to do this? Yeah. I have to actually, first I have to come up with the titles and be funny that way. Then I have to design. I don't know anything about designing. I don't, so, I, you know, I have to go get it printed and figure it out. So it really took me a full year of, of kind of trying to put it off and ignoring it because it was just too daunting of a task. Yeah. Finally... Finally, I had to, you know, the, 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 like my bank account was getting low, and I needed to make another video. So I said, "All right." I sat down and I just figured out. My roommate helped me with the initial designs because he does designing and animating, and you know, we sort of figured out how to. We measured the book. We found a book off his shelf, a nice big size book, so it would read well. And we kind of, you know, used the Photoshop and 
yeah, he, he kind of guided me and helped me a little bit. And But ultimately, I ended up designing 90% of the covers. I had a couple of friends uh, help out as well. Um, I should shout out this guy, Dan Wilbur, who makes uh, – he has a blog called Better Book Titles. Yeah. And his whole thing is he, he kind of reworks classic books, uh, you know, to, to make them – more accurate yeah. than, than what the actual title is. And, and he also does his own Photoshop. So have there been any, Scott, of... have there been any where you've made them up and you've sat there looking at it going, I can't read this in public. I can't do this in public. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, there were, there were, there were some of, there was definitely some of these, you know, the mind comfort kids. Yeah. Yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> was a, was a tricky one. Uh, <laughs> And, and, I'll, and I'll tell you what, Ian, I, this latest one I did, I did a tr- all-Trump edition. Yeah. Um, and I, I, a couple of the covers did not make the final cut because once I, once I sat down to edit, I was thinking about it. I said, you know, I don't know if I should do this. I'll, re- I'll tell you one of them. I, I guess I could say it on the air. It's, um, and I really do like the cover on this one. The dar works beautiful. It's my first book of date rape by Baron Trump, the 10-year-old son of Donald so it's for ages three to four and five. It's like a children's oh, God. Book of date rape. And uh, I tell you the I one I like. What? Is is this, is this from the Trump one? And again, this is about as far as we can go. Um, the Elizabeth Gilbert book, um, which was uh, Eat, Pray, Love, and you've done Eat, yeah. Pray, Grab, Pussy. Right. Was that part of the? That was part of the Trump one. That was part of the Trump one. And and, and you know this just happened today. And I got to tell you this story. You mentioned earlier how horrible and, and soulless and and just, just uh, what a cesspool Twitter is. Yeah. Uh, but, just like it connected us, Ian, it also connected me to Elizabeth Gilbert. I saw this. This is, this is incredible. She, she reached out. She, I, get a, I woke up one morning, got a direct message. Well, actually, it was just a tweet from Elizabeth Gilbert saying, at me, saying, Scott, I love your book cover. I want the book cover. I want to march with it in D.C. on Saturday. <laughs> There's a big protest to Donald Trump on Saturday, this Saturday in Washington, D.C., uh, the Women's March. There could be like 500,000 people there. Wow. I'm actually going to head down there. So she reached out. She said, I want to march with the book, and I'll trade, I'll trade you a donation to Planned Parenthood. And I'm thinking, I cannot, first of all, I can't believe she saw the book. This is the author yeah. of a 10 million copy bestseller. I mean, they made a movie, Julia Roberts. Like, this is one of the biggest books of all time. She reached out to me. And today, just today, we actually coordinated. I went to her apartment in Manhattan. I didn't know she lived in New York. I met her in the lobby of her apartment. I gave her the book cover, and she cut a check right in front of me in my name for five thousand dollars. I'm looking at the I picture mean, now. That's fa- that's a fantastic little you know bonus, isn't that? That's incredible. Yeah, I could not. I mean, because this started just a dumb idea, a silly idea for a thing, and it actually led to a five thousand dollars donation. I mean, it blew my mind. So, and the fact that she oh she said this is the best part. Forget the money. She said Scott. This is my favorite parody of my book. Better than The Simpsons. Better than The South Park. <laughs> <laughs> and that, to me, I mean, that's the best praise I can get to say that this is better than Simpsons and South Park. Are you it, kidding me? It is. It, the, the, all of the videos are superb. I found some of your other videos. Booming New York City, which, where you, you, yeah. you go around with a big boom mic, the mics they use in TV and movies, and just stand behind people and record their conversations. Dear God, I used to do stuff like that about 10, 15 years ago on a TV show over here. <laughs> I can't do that yeah. stuff now because it scares the life out of me. Uh, I've completely lost my bottle in that respect. You, it, 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 that must have turned nasty at some points when people turn around and see that you're recording their conversation. Yeah, definitely some confrontations there. A few people, I think I included some of them, but uh, 
you know, I had to blur out some of the faces. I mean, we did we did try to get some releases so we could use them, but there were definitely people who did not want to be part of this, and we had to blur them out. There's a lovely uh, bit where there's a know. guy, the guy says, can you go away? We're having a really tough conversation here. <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah. It's so cruel, but it's brilliant. He was not happy. He was not happy. But look, my, the thing that the motivation of that was, I just, the idea of what, what you overhear when you walk, walk around a big city, I'm sure it's the same in London, you overhear the craziest bits of conversation, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I just always wondered, what if I could just check in with people and hear what they're actually talking about? So yeah, I walked around. And, uh, we did another one, a, a different version for, I have, a, I have a new show coming out this year, some point, I don't know when or where, but I shot eight episodes of this thing, and one of the bits we did was, called b-roll new york city so you know b-roll in the news where you just the camera guys videotape people walking down the street yeah and they're using it in a news piece about obesity or something yeah and they, yeah they videotape a bunch of fat people so we did a b-roll piece where, where i'm standing there with the camera and just videotaping random people and then i get them to sign a release hey do you mind if we use this we're doing a story on people who wet the bed <laughs> you know we're doing a story on people who shower with their family and, and <laughs> It's okay. It's fine. We're just gonna and as they're signing the release, I'm telling them what this is being used for. Oh, that's fine. No, it's fine. For people have affairs, you know. I do <laughs> always. Feel, we, we, we have that footage over here, and you do. I always feel bad when you see a big fat ass walking down the street on the news yeah. to highlight right. clinical obesity, and you're thinking, "What if it's, you were sat at home watching that, and you you come and you go, those are my jeans? What the hell are they doing?'" Exactly. So, <laughs> so what's the <laughs> new? Because I know you. So, so running late. Is the chat show? Is that finished now? No, that's um, that's been going on for five years. I started it in 2011, and uh, we're, I took a six-month hiatus because I was working on this new show called Start Talking, which is going to be again. I, I made it for a company called Complex Networks. You know, it's some digital show. I don't know. I don't think you can even watch it in the UK. Oh. I don't know if they can watch it here. I'm not sure where it's going <laughs> to end up, but it'll be online at some point. Um, so while I was making that, that took up a lot of my time. So I sort of put my live show on hiatus, but I'm proud to say that I'm picking it back up. I've won, I have a show this Sunday night in Brooklyn and then I'm taken to Los Angeles for the very first time, which I'm very excited about. I've got some really big guests planned for that. I'm in the process of booking Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, we love Weird Al on this show. We, we had Weird Al on a, f- a couple of months ago. We love Weird Al. He's my number one all-time favorite. I mean, probably the person most influential to me as a comedian. And you can see in the book title, the parodies. Yeah. I mean, this is sort of what I like to do. And I used to make parody songs when I was a kid. And Weird Al is my absolute number one. So I've been talking to his manager, really hoping I could get him. Oh, and beautiful. yeah, I'm doing five shows in Los Angeles in February. So uh, I'm well, back with RunningLateShow.com. Well, I, okay, we'll, we'll look at that. But, uh, but, but, but running, running Late, because uh, I, I, I looked at it, because I, I, I didn't know anything about you, Scott, apart from what I saw about the book stuff. And I say, I've fallen down this I rabbit hole. I don't blame hole. you. I don't blame no, you. No, but I'm glad I've stumbled across you, because I've, I've watched some bits of, of, of Running Late, and there's loads of it. You say RunningLateShow.com. You've had some yeah. amazing guests, Craig Bierka, yeah. who I, I kind of I kind of know a bit because we both like the monkeys. Um, Paul uh, Dano, <laughs> Dano, the guy that um, that that played Brian Wilson in the movie, Steve Buscemi, yeah. Scott. You had Steve yeah. Buscemi on. It's a great interview. John Hamm, uh, uh, Amy Sedaris, Chris Elliott, one of my all-time favorites, hilarious comedian, Chris Elliott, David Cross. Oh, I love David Cross. Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah. It's a brilliant list. How do, do, how, how does it work? Do, 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 do you kind of approach them and they're aware of you? Or how, how do you get, you know, some of those big names? I've been very... So I've been doing comedy in New York for about 10 years now. Uh, almost 10 years. And, 
you know, it, it, it's a pretty small scene here in terms of, um, I mean, there, there are a lot of people trying to do comedy. It, because I've been here so long, I kind of know people who, you know, grown up a little bit and become bigger names. Some of my friends are now opening for Louis C.K. and at the Madison Square Garden. Wow. But, uh, you know, being in the scene, Jim Gaffigan is the kind of guy, if you live in New York and you do comedy in New York, you'll probably do a show with Jim Gaffigan. Right. He stops in all the time doing shows at small clubs, and he just likes to work out. Guys like Todd Barry, guys like, uh, you know, Gilbert doesn't really get out so much, but, but some of these guys, you'll just see them out in clubs, so you get to know these people. Um, with some people, like uh, the story of Steve Buscemi, I mean, a lot of it's tracking down emails, publicists, you know, he's promoting something, you get lucky, just like any talk show. Yeah, yeah. With David Cross, I'll tell you the story behind David Cross, because this is a good one. You know, I'll, again, one of my all-time favorites, Mr. Show, probably the greatest Oh, show Mr. I love Mr. Show so much. What a yeah. wonderful Monty series. Monty Python aside, I mean, Monty Python is the holy grail. You yeah. Can't touch that. Well, but, literally, uh, yeah. But, but, <laughs> but Mr. Show. So David Cross, you know, I live in Brooklyn, and I saw, I read in, online somewhere that he was appearing at a charity Scrabble uh, tournament. Or uh, po- I think it was a poker tournament. It was, okay. it was some charity thing yeah. in my neighborhood. And, you know, I went to this thing, and there was a $50 entry, and I didn't, I don't know how to play poker. I, I think it was poker. I don't know how to play poker, so I paid the $50 entry fee. I had a letter that I hand-wrote with me with some photographs of David and his dog that I had gotten from a place. I used to work at Topps Baseball Cards, yeah. which is a baseball card company, and they made a baseball card of David Cross. They took photos of him and his dog, and I had worked there, so I had access to these raw files. I printed <laughs> them off. And I put them in the envelope with his handwritten letter telling him, you know, what I do and, and my show and how much I'd love to have him. I, and I, I went to this poker tournament, paid the $50 entry fee, and during the break, I went right up to him and I said, uh, David, I'm, I'm a big fan. I host the show. Here's an envelope. Good information. My number's in there. My email's in there. If you could look at it, I'd really appreciate it. And I left. Wow. I didn't play poker. I just left. Yeah. A couple of days later, I got an email from David Cross. Wow. Saying, I read your letter. Thanks so much. I can't do this show, but keep me in mind. Blah, blah. Four months later, I booked him, and it was probably one of the all-time. I mean, I had him and his girlfriend Amber Campbell, who's a great actress in her own right. Yeah, they were together on the show for the first time they ever appeared together in 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 media together on my show, and they got married since then. Um, Really incredible. So that was uh, yeah. It's a lot of hustling. You just got to hustle. You got to email. You got to call. I'm still. It's the worst part of the job, as you know, booking people. It's the worst. So, uh, where I are you? Focus. We, well, the, the yeah. booking the guests is is awful, but isn't it funny? I mean, we've uh, on this show, we've we we. we it's amazing that sometimes if you just ask people, they quite often say, "Yeah, like we had uh, we had uh, Weird Al on, we had Mike Love on from the Beach Boys. No one can get wow. Mike Love, and I'm I'm a big wow. Mike Love defender. You know, I think he's been completely uh, you know maligned, and we had Mike Love on him. I I emailed um, the website of John Sebastian from the Loving Spoonful. I like my sixties music, sure. right? And yeah, John, yeah. John Sebastian wrote back saying, yeah, sure, wh- when do you want me on? Here's my phone number. And it's like, this is amazing. Unbelievable. Um, so what's Unbelievable. next? So you, 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 you've got the new series. What, what, what other bits and pieces have you got coming up, Scott? Scott? And where do you want to send people so that we can look out for your stuff? Well, I mean, like you said, and you're a good example, the, the best thing to come out of this book cover thing blowing up, because I, I, I think it's a good bit. I think it's funny. I mean, personally, I don't think it's the funniest thing or the best thing I've ever done. But this is a good opportunity for people to see my other work because now yeah. it blows up. It gets out there. And now they can say, oh, who is this guy? And they'll, they'll research and, and they'll check out my other stuff. So that's the best thing. Yeah, just go to runninglateshow.com and, you know, click around. There's, it's, not the, <laughs> it's not the best design website. I need to update things a little it's bit. It's a little bit clunky. It's a bit clunky. It's a little clunky. It's a little clunky. 
but uh, I need to get with the times. I'm not, I'm not tech savvy. I'm, I'm, I'm not <laughs> well, hang on a minute, mate. I, I watched the video tonight of you um, um, building a Tinder pro- profile with your parents. I saw that. Yeah. That was horrible. Yeah, I, Tinder, I, Tinder I can figure out. Yeah. <laughs> I figured out. You're explaining yeah, it to so your so mum and dad, and you go, would you mind if I dated an Asian girl? Well, I prefer if you dated a nice Jewish girl. <laughs> 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 oh, it's brilliant. Classic. Scott, yeah, listen, man. I think I, I, I'm. So, I, I was just going to get you on to talk about the books, and I'm so glad that I delved a little further because it, it, it's all brilliant. Anytime you want to come on and plug something, man, you've got you can come on anytime oh, and, and as, as long as you want. I don't need to plug stuff. I'll just talk sissy music with you. We can yeah, do that too. I love it, Scott. It's a real pleasure to talk to you, man. Best of luck with everything. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, everybody. Take, a, take care, it's Scott Rogowski. Uh, RunningLateShow dot com. I'll tweet it in a second. Honestly, he's uh, it, some of those videos are so funny. And they're so cringy, and they're so awkward, and it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And it's funny, isn't it? How these things kind of catch. He's a nice guy, huh? Isn't that a relief? He's a nice guy, and it's funny how these things catch the internet wind, you know, and just kind of take off. Runninglateshow.com. We'll put him out as a podcast. I'll tweet. I'll tweet the link as well in a second when when the the show comes to an end. Oh look, the show's coming to an end. That's it. What an action-packed Monday we've had. Uh, Don't forget, dear listener, you can download the podcasts. You can get them from all your usual podcast providers. I will ask a favour. If you're downloading it from iTunes, if you have access to iTunes, it would be really groovy if you could download it, unsubscribe if you've already subscribed, and then resubscribe. And also, if you leave comments and reviews... Um, it kind of just is the uh, iTunes chart is is based on a weird algorithm, and if people subscribe, I unsubscribe and subscribe, and if people leave reviews and if people leave ratings, that kind of boosts us up the chart. What does that achieve? Well, in the great scheme of things, not a lot, but it helps me sleep a little bit easier um, at night. So if you do that, but you you know if you don't want to do that, you don't have to do it. I'm not gonna. Um, come and put a gun to your head. That would be well. It would be illegal, and then we'd be in very, very serious trouble. And that's something that's not going to happen. Right. That's it. That's your lot, dear listener. Thank you very, very much uh, for listening. Um, who knows what we're going to have on the show tonight at ten o'clock? I haven't got a clue. We'll make it up as we go along. How's about them apples? Thank you, Ed. Thank you, Catherine. From all of us. Ta-ta. Across the UK, online and on DAB. A new kind of talk radio. We'll get you talking.